0: We have issues. Our weekly comic book podcast that opens the vault, feels the boom, weather's the aftershock, and marvels at every issue released this week. I'm your host Keith, and I'm joined by my stalwart sidekick, who is always at my side. Hose way.
1: How do we do this to ourselves? Is when the, when they just hit us with this is such a heavy week.
0: <laughs> this was the first time in a long time that I was like, I I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. <laughs> like no, it's a lot didn't. of comics, <laughs> <laughs> and I got more than you. Like I was yep. just like. Like, I had to break it, you know, break into the publishers mm-hmm. and just knock them out. And if I knock out the small publishers first, I feel like I'm making progress. Yep. And then same. I pick up the Marvel stack and I'm like, good God. <laughs>
1: like, uh, unless it's a, it's a Marvel event, I'll read first. But then I was like, yeah, I, I also have to dive into like my, like my indies first.
0: Yeah. Uh, but it's a good week. And yes. Man, some of our favorites mm-hmm. wrapped up in this week. So we have a lot to talk oh, about. This one. <laughs> so. We are going to talk about some news, as always, really quick. So, first of all, uh, let me just move that. I had the wrong thing up first. There we go. Uh, So, first of all, some sad news. We'll get out of the way very quickly. Uh, We unfortunately had two people pass away. Al Jaffe, uh, who you might know as one of the iconic artists from Mad Magazine. Oh, Um, yeah. yeah, Did the the, the fold-in drawings. Yeah, yeah. Did it that for every issue of Mad for over fifty years? Damn, he has passed away at the age of one hundred and two.
1: Wow, holy yeah. shit! Wow, that's awesome. Oh my god, rest in peace, dude. It's <laughs> great. Yeah.
0: So I mean, he made it a good while. He won yeah. basically. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, he was in the bonus levels. He already beat the game. <laughs> so that's I mean, unfortunate. And the other one is a little bit more tragic, just due to the nature. Rachel Pollack.
1: Oh my gosh
0: trailblazing doom patrol rider died at 77 rest in paradise rachel oh my god thank you so much for everything we knew it was coming because neil gaiman had basically alerted the public mm-hmm. that you know rachel wasn't anticipating to be around much longer um known specifically for the run on doom troll yeah bring um, a trans
1: character into the fucking <laughs> comics
0: yeah exactly um just yeah man like uh, it's just really sad, you know what I mean? Like, and imagine following Grant Morrison on Doom Patrol,
1: dude. But then making something <laughs> out of it, dude.
0: Come on, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, tomorrow, I'll be out, tomorrow,
1: I'll be at the shop. I'll be surprised if it's because uh, we have per uh, omnibus of Doom Patrol. Mm. So I'll, I'll be surprised if it's still up there.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, you know. Like, it's unfortunate, but the thing that makes me happy is the fact that it did get so much press mm-hmm. and I've seen so many people come out and say something cause yeah. I was kind of worried it would go under the radar. You know what I mean? So no, she's beloved. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much, Rachel.
0: And I actually do have one more. Unfortunately, it was a bad week for legendary comic book creators. Uh, Mike Mocklin, uh long time Inker and the co-creator of infinity incorporated uh, oh, wow. has passed okay. away as well. Um, He was. He did like All Star Squadron, Infinity Inc, West Coast Avengers. I loved his run of West Coast Avengers, by the way. Uh, Made Spider Man Justice Society. A lot of stuff. Um, Yeah. So he passed away as well, and you would know his work if you saw it. Like again, he's an inker, but that '80s ink style, like it's it's very much him. You know what I mean? Like especially the DC style, the Roy Thomas, Jerry Ordway era, that kind of thing. So, (laughs) okay, with that in mind we do want to talk about a little bit of happy news and a little bit of fun stuff that is coming up. So first of all, as I said, when, when uh CBR puts their stuff together, they do um, catch all articles with like a whole bunch of lists. So I'm going to go through those first to see if there's any more indie news before I move on. Um, so where are you? I just lost you. Okay. Um, here we go. So, First of all, uh, there is going to be a, um, there's an announcement of, and this is kind of of cool. There's a comic festival called Lake Como Comic Art Festival, which is like a smaller one, but this one's in Italy. So imagine a lake, a beautiful lake in Italy with a comic book festival. That's awesome. (laughs) Check out this this creative lineup, right? I'll just read the ones that jump out at me. Sean Murphy. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Esad Ribic, oh, Liam Sharp, Kevin Eastman, great. Terry Moore, Mike Grell, Jim Mafood, Mirka Andolfo, David Mack, Alex Maleev, Sean Phillips, Gary Frank, Iban Quello, Terry Dodson, what? Dave McKean, and Mark Buckingham. What? <laughs> These guests join a m- number of creators. These are the new names. Mm-hmm. Join who were previously announced, including Art Germ, Ryan oh. Ryan Otley. <laughs> And Peach Momoko.
1: Okay. Like, <laughs> damn. Okay, what an event to go to.
0: So we're going to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm. Um, I, I, it's not even really news. I don't care. I just want to go. <laughs> so I just want to talk about it. No, certain lineups
1: are like for sure need, need their shout out. That's, that's a hell of a con.
0: Yeah. Um, another bit of news. Um, Simon Burks and Willie Roberts are working together on a new series for uh, Top Cow slash Image called Antarctica. A sci-fi series described as Stargate meets his dark materials. Oh, cool. (laughs) Sounds kind of cool. Comes out in July. Um, There is... Let me see here. There's a bit of news about um, Firepower from Kirkman. I'm trying to see if it's... Oh, Yep, they're coming back for a new arc, is what it (laughs) is. Okay. So I wasn't sure exactly what the update there was. So, (laughs) Um, Let's see here. I'm trying to skip all the Marvel and DC stuff because we do those later yeah uh garth ennis has a new book coming out called ribbon queen if you're a fan okay yep um and that seems
1: it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like, a, like another war tale so it sounds
0: interesting <laughs> yeah yeah um garth ennis is really hit or miss yeah, yeah, yeah a, sure. a lot of a lot of garth ennis is too much for me
1: right so, yeah if, if, if uh I mean he just says the right war, war stories but which is fine uh but if I can if, if it can be outside of his like comfort zone I'm for sure interested
0: yeah definitely uh next up there's a new young adult graphic novel being published by Oni Press called Malcolm Kid and the Perfect Song hmm. um and yeah it, it sounds really cool um it's like a you know it's a young adult novel so it's gonna be a lot of discovery but it does it basically everything changes for this kid when he stumbles across the lk 2000 a strange keyboard cursed with the soul of an old jazz musician okay so i like i like the sound of that already yeah. so um i know you're a big fan of superman space age oh, um, God, yes so mark russell is crowdfunding his first ever book of cartoons called bunk bed mishaps so definitely want to keep an eye on that. If that's something you really yeah, like.
1: fun. Like honestly, Mark Russell has been like killing it. Like I, I, I still want to read is uh,
0: not all robots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Petty news. <laughs> what? Uh, <You're>
2: here? Yeah.
0: <laughs> we just recorded Two Bugs Vertigo, dude. <laughs> There's going to be a graphic novel about the life of Tom Petty.
1: <gasps>
0: called oh. Tom Petty's Dreamville.
1: Okay. That's cool. I mean, like I, I haven't read it. So it's not part of like the, 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 the post-show segment. But fr- from the library, like uh, another library promo, um, I can't wait to read um, The Twilight Man, which is a, a Rod Sterling uh, graphic novel memoir book. So this is actually really
0: cool. <laughs> yeah. It's written and drawn by Andre Frattino. So cool. it definitely looks like in a cool, stylized style. I re- I'm really looking forward to that, actually. Um, and just double checking. I think that is all the news I have there. Okay, great. Moving on. Uh, Mike Mignola. Is expanding the Hellboy universe with two more new titles. Um, Yeah. Uh, Hellboy and the BPRD 1957 from below is a one shot. Okay. That'll come out in July. And the other one is.
1: I love how much those those, like crossovers like with each other.
0: Yeah. I love the BPRD stuff. That's my favorite stuff in the Hellboy universe. Oh, nice. Is is all the BPRD. Because I I like a clandestine organization It's always been my shit. So yeah. The other one is called "Panya: The Mummy's Curse," which is a prequel series set millennium before Hellboy ever walked on the Earth.
2: Oh, cool! Yes,
0: and it's about a young girl in ancient Egypt.
2: Ah, okay, cool.
0: <laughs> right? Doesn't oh, this, this sound amazing? <laughs> like, I'm like, yes, please. Uh, so, keeping an eye out on both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, the last bit of independent news is we did get some news recently. If you pay attention to. D news like i do that we're getting a live action dungeons and dragons series oh um, cool! yeah and uh thankfully the movie did well because it's so good
1: <laughs> like guys watch it I, I, I fucking love how much like the, the, i have i have yet to hear even a mediocre review for that movie and i want to see it so bad
0: i heard one but he's a DD youtuber and he's a bit of a hater
1: whatever yeah so
0: uh, he he really shits on wizards a lot okay. so i don't really trust him so yeah, i never yeah. i never listened to his videos but, but i just then, really like, thought but
1: other people like outside of our circle in yeah. our circle like they just like just praise this movie like, like, i do want to check it out
0: it's very fun I also it's want the fun.
1: 30 the 35 D like the, the d20 uh popcorn, bu- popcorn bucket
0: yeah i wanted that too there's also a gelatinous <laughs> cube action figure for sale okay. and if you if you buy one of your D&D figures you can put it in the cube it fits in the cube <gasps> so it looks like they're stuck in the cube it's amazing oh uh, <laughs> okay i'm gonna buy it for Amanda because Amanda is the biggest gelatinous cube fan of course she is. Of it's course her favorite she is. thing <laughs> so yeah uh but yeah so they are developing a live action series it's going to be on paramount plus so Ooh, cool. pretty cool uh so let's move on to dc news uh first of all i want to go for the easy stuff I, I'm so excited about one of these. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. First of all, Batman 900 is approaching. Oh, wow. And Joe Quesada, who is no longer tied to Marvel,
2: <laughs>
0: has made a connecting cover for 900. Ah, oh, cool. So I'm going to send you the art right now. Let's see. With all the different versions of Batman.
1: Oh, so, really? Oh, this one. Nice. I, I didn't even pick up that. It was Joe Quesada.
0: Yeah. So
1: that's so you, cool because you scroll like
0: down. It's... There's a bit more zoomed in versions like what the actual covers are going to look like. Oh, it's literally the
1: next one. Um, I forgot to review 134, uh, mm-hmm. but this is really cool.
0: Yeah, there's other variant covers for it. And I'm staring directly at the final cover listed there. If you go down, there's a cover gallery. Mm-hmm. That last one with him and the four Robins. The Robins. Yo. That's sick. I really like the, the Ivy one and I really like the Catwoman one, too. Yeah, the cat was cool i actually really like the poison ivy one over the
1: cat one, but the with the robins like yo like this like we should get a. why hasn't there been a book with like the batman with the robins like all mm-hmm. of them like make something out of that with the family but like, again we, we have the, the the webtoons one but in that like a dc universe like would just bro bring in the fucking family this looks really cool just like gotham is is, is saved at this point
0: yeah i should point out that the neil adams cover of this group is one of the last bits of art he did before he passed oh yeah so that should be really that'd be a good thing to pick up i think for sure this okay i'm gonna go straight to the bit of news i can't wait to tell you about (laughs) batman superman world's finest hostway loves this book i do it's getting a spinoff what oh into what world's finest teen titans
1: oh yeah Yes. Okay. Okay. Shout out to shout out to one of the coolest fucking variants for for World's Finest cuz it was it was Barbara and Kara as the World's Finest cover and I kind of do want that fucking book now.
0: Oh, I do too. That's amazing. Uh so yeah, launching in July. It's going to come from Mark Wade and artist Emanuela Lupatino. Um and it's going to spin out. It's going to be in the same like pseudo era. canon you know what i mean like yeah. it's kind of the canon but no one else references it but it's just like
1: adding into the canon from like before which yeah. is really cool because i mean honestly i i do like that mark wade and Dan mora like have been incorporating not just like uh tim and kara but we've seen the titans in this era so it's cool that he's he's, he's gonna be continuing to play with it
0: yeah i just sent you a link because there is some art
1: Yes,
3: and there's
0: some some really great characters in here that I was very excited to see, um, like it's not just the traditional ones you think of. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Speedy is front and center in a For lot sure. of the shots, which I'm very happy about. Um, yeah, I, these these are this cover art is great. Um, I'm very excited about this. I might actually jump in on this. Oh, I excellent. really like I like the Robin cover. Good, okay, just okay, cool, him cool. with all the different poses. I think that's great. Awesome. And of course, Bumblebee's in it, which is amazing because mm-hmm. Bumblebee does not get enough spotlight Bomby's never in books anymore so that's that's true and also
1: like Aqualad I just like it's cool that we'll we'll, we'll be seeing him
0: in pages yeah exactly so (laughs) very very cool uh so we have big DC news so I'm double checking to make sure there's nothing else before I jump into that uh Star Wars that's Marvel I know I'm keeping you all in suspense (laughs) uh okay uh this is cool DC uh, is celebrating Asian American uh, Pacific Islander Heritage Month uh, with a variant cover series. And God knows we love a variant cover series. Uh, So I'm going to send you a link. Now, this is part of a big list. It's the last article. So you are going to scroll down to the very bottom. Okay. I see. And they're all great. (laughs) Like, I love them all. Monkey Prince doing an action comics cover, which is fun. That's cool uh i love 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 the cassandra cover for batgirls that's really cool uh the batman cover is pretty great uh catwoman oh with that uh, sword yep yo city boy finally launching their own series is getting a cover for that because that makes sense nice the green arrow with the with the red canary and stuff on it and i'm yep. really very excited about that but Yo, Let's talk about Spirit World number yo, one.
1: This is the book that we're gonna be fucking talking about. This is yeah. gonna be a breakout fucking book.
0: And just go one more over because there's the Vigil.
1: The Vigil, yes. I, I so, been, I've been excited for the Vigil, but Spirit World, like we were talking about um, it at the books of pictures, um, uh, 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 staff meeting, and also shout out to Alyssa Wong that I didn't know this, but they actually go by they them pronouns now. So yeah, I corrected
0: correct myself a couple months ago because I always uh talk about Alyssa when I do Dr. Afro. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 So, yeah.
1: But Spare World is going to be one of those, like, DC books are... It's going to be a fucking groundbreaking book.
0: hmm It's going to be great. I can't wait. Um. So, yeah, that's really cool. And I don't think there's any other DC except for the big reveal. So, DC has revealed more about Night Terrors, the new <laughs> event that's coming out in July. Yep. It will see Joker, along with many other villains and heroes, confront their worst nightmares. Now didn't we just do this with the Scarecrow like two years ago?
3: <laughs>
0: like, I was like, didn't we do that? Like, okay. Um, but that's fine. If it's good, it's good. I don't care. Marvel recycles shit all the time. Yeah. Um, so it's going to open with a one-shot Night Terror's first blood, which comes from Joshua Williamson and Howard Porter. Cool. And it will see Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman uncover the death of one of their first enemies within the Hall of Justice. Nice. Okay, so we're taking it to the Trinity. That's actually really cool. The investigation will introduce them to a new villain, Insomnia, who will use their deadly powers to plunge the entire DC universe into darkness. As heroes and villains alike have to confront their worst nightmares.
1: Nice. Okay. I, I, honestly, like going back to, that, to what I just said, like like fo- focusing or, or bringing the Trinity together is actually a good move forward for to kick off to kick off an event. Like the Trinity have been pretty—I don't say split, but their their uh, respective books have just been to themselves. Mm -hmm. so having them like now coming together and focus on it like honestly the only time i've I've seen the trinity like really coming together to just hash it out was in a in in a one specific wonder woman issue after she came back and they and they just like and they were chilling at um in the uh the justice league station up in space and it was a very touching issue so then now seeing them again for for to kick off an event this is actually really really cool
0: yeah so there's several books announced as part of this event so i'm gonna run through a couple Night Terrors Nightwing
1: <laughs> is a
0: two issue series. Yes. This creative team writers Becky Clunan and Michael W. Conrad. Whoa, they're jumping over here and there. Okay. Art Daniel Danuculo.
2: <gasps> oh,
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it will see Dick Grayson having to confront a terrifying nightmare as he finds himself locked in prison after seemingly killing someone he's close with. Holy shit. Who? Ooh. we don't know uh, and there is some art so I'm going to send it over to you because holy fuck some of this art is creepy as shit like I'm going to send you each one of these as we talk about it oh my god okay, the, the initial smile off the, the bat the third one the one that's not scary is my favorite but just because dick is hot <laughs> like,
1: oh, Okay, and I, I like going back to like the, the, the new 52 red oh, just for this cover it looks pretty yeah. cool
0: yeah and then of course the Nightwing strapped down at The oh, very last covers. This is just
1: horrifying. Yep. Okay. No. Yeah. The, the smile one is cool, but the one before it. Okay. That costume. That mask. Is cool as fuck. <laughs> yeah.
0: With the and it's like you almost don't even realize it's Nightwing, except you see that little symbol on the sword hilt. Yes. Like. Yep. Yeah, it's great. I love this. Okay. Next one. We'll also see the debut of the Terror Titans. Oh God. Yes. Um. So then there's a couple other things here. So we'll go through each of them because they, they list off a couple of them now. Um, so blah, 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 blah. Here we go. Okay. Um, night terrors. Batman is going to come from Joshua Williamson with Guyam March. Oh,
1: yo, you know,
0: you know, there,
1: there, there's <laughs> I'm staring at the
0: camera for our
1: listeners. <laughs> there, there's sometimes where you just like, where you jump into a book because you want to see how this person adapts the art into one of your favorite characters. And this is actually really fucking cool (laughs) i mean and and actually like just like you're you're naming off like just like two titles like off the bat right now i love these uh, character uh uh, creator like changes like like, the the clan being part of the uh wonder woman book but now they're they're dipping into nightwing which is like you don't touch that because tom taylor is doing a fantastic job with it but you have these artists are just like coming in out of nowhere and these are so cool like like what like the nuclear is just like on Nightwing, it's just fucking awesome, um, yeah. and now this, like like March on, uh, uh, on Batman, it's just fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I'm on record as saying I will buy anything he makes. Oh, absolutely! So, like I've literally said that on the show, so I'm <laughs> gonna have to buy this one. Next one, I love this book. I love it exists. Night Terrors Ravager. Oh, nice. Rose, from Ed Brisson, art by Dexter Soy. Okay. And Oh, and I forgot to mention the the plot of the first one, Batman. Ever since becoming Batman, Bruce has been a creature of the night, but now trapped in the Nightmare realm, he's stalked by the horror he's created. Can he escape before his nightmares pull him deeper into the darkness? Cool. The Ravager one says, uh, we'll see Rose Wilson embark on a solo mission as she stumbles across a younger version of herself and has to protect her from a villain called the Murder Man and his slaughter squadron.
1: That's awesome. And and, and I I've, I've been so curious ever since like falling out of her since uh, Robin. So mm-hmm. oh, and the, the fact that she gets her own either one-shot or a book whatever apart into this I event
0: this is cool. In addition to Nightwing, there's also going to be a J- Jason Todd Tim Drake book. Yes. Oh, what? A team up with them called two? Night Terrors Robin. Sick. I love this already. I love this already. Written by Kenny Porter. Mm-hmm. And art by Miguel Mendonca. Nice. The next one is Night Terror's Flash. Oh. Ooh, is, is this post Dan Waters? Into um, ten- I think this is during the transition. Okay, so cool, cool. After the Flash family... Oh, there was no summary for the Robin one. Okay. After the Flash family breed, uh, freed Barry Allen from the Dimension Pariah Loctamon, He's able to return home, blah, 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 But when the world is plunged into the nightmare realm, he's trapped in a different cage and he'll have to find his way out on his own. Creative team for you, this. Are you ready?
2: hmm
0: Written by Alex Pacnidell. Oh shit, nice. Artist and variant cover artist, Daniel Bayless.
2: hmm
0: And a cover artist, the main cover artist were the Deladero oh oh these covers are gonna be so good okay <laughs> i have all these covers i'm not sending it to you because i want to surprise you with
1: each announcement i'll send it to you in a moment <laughs> okay but this is actually this would be a great transition between um the jeremy into dan waters because dan waters loves to write loves to dip into his horror and then like nightfall being like this i guess like nightmare realm this would be a perfect transition for flash
0: next up night terrors shazam number
1: one. Oh damn
0: and it's Mary Marvel meets a twisted version of her brother, Teth Shazam. <laughs> oh, oh my God! <laughs> this is written by Mark Wade. Nice. Oh, I want to. I want to read him. Do Mary and illustrated by Roger Cruz with a cover by Dan Mora. Nice. Oh, that's so cool. Next up, Night Terrors Green Lantern. Ooh. Written by Jeremy Adams. There he is. Uh, Backup writing with Alex Segura and art by Eduardo Pancica, Julio Ferreira, and Mario Fox Fossillo. To me, that says it's going to be like multiple stages of like reality. Mm-hmm. If there's three artists, you know what I mean? So,
1: And, and, and kind of like going contra to like the, the whole uh, flash, kind of flash controversy. So this will be Jeremy, Jeremy Adams like first dipping into like, because then he'll be taking over Green
0: Lantern. So this is
1: actually really interesting to kick it off.
0: I'm about to make you very happy. Night Terror Zatanna. this who written by dennis culver nice ooh. Art, art by david Baldion.
2: Oh, oh my god
0: sick sick listeners
1: read this shit with us
0: most of the world is trapped in the nightmare realm one of the few still awake is zatanna yep who she must defend her unconscious allies wonder woman and detective chimp from insomnia sleepless nights she's gonna be the led, of the led by their horrifying sleepless queen She's going to be the hero of the event. Already calling it. <laughs> Next up, Night Terror's Wonder Woman.
2: Oh, here we go.
0: <laughs> Josie Campbell, Stephanie Williams, Megan Hetrick, and Juan Ferreira. Wow. With a variant cover by N'Hilk <gasps> oh, ah, <cool>. Lee.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it keeps going because uh, we haven't even talked about Superman yet. Uh, Night Terror's Superman. Mm -hmm. written by joshua williamson illustrated by tom riley
1: yeah so this is like the only creative team that's that's still on board with their their own title
0: the man is still thrown into a world where the daily planet has been replaced by the nightly planet
1: (laughs) Uh, i love this dude what what
0: is this event that's cool night terrors detective comics
1: (gasps) oh what the fuck
0: (laughs) writer is dan waters
1: there, he, oh my god they're all over the place what are they doing
0: art ricardo federici Ooh. and they are bringing back jim gordon's bat suit
1: okay okay I, i'll but <laughs> hate for the, for the new 52 i fucking love jim gordon batman and jim gordon fucking bat suit this shit was fucking so sick his mohawk dude jim gordon didn't look Anywhere fucking as cool
0: as he did in the new 52 with that bad suit. <laughs> this is awesome. Oh,
1: damn it. I want this already.
0: <laughs> Night terrors, action comics.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: And then I'll give you the summary first. Power girl <gasps> has to fight a deadly version of herself. While cyborg Superman starts hunting the super twins. Keep the same team.
1: Keep the same team.
0: I am actually very happy with the choice. It's not okay. the exact same team, but written by Leah Williams.
1: Good. Okay. At
0: least. At least. Drawn by Philip Kennedy Johnson. Wait.
1: Whoa. What? What? He can
0: yeah. do that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like, he can do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, and the final one, the Terror Titans, aka Night Terror's Titans, number one, with Andrew Constant and Scott Godlutski. Ooh. These warped versions of our heroes are prepared to do anything to become the next Justice League, even kill. And I'm going to send <laughs> nice. you. I'm going to send you the link. Because there's all kinds of art to look at, so we want to go through it for the for the audience. Uh, so if you want to start with the the Batman ones, because they're insane, <laughs> like oh my that, God. that first one could be a little monsters cover. <laughs> like I love so, it so much. I don't like have
2: how, the money. Look <laughs> like
0: how gruesome some of this shit is. Like the bat flying out of his mouth with I, the gun for a face. I mean, I it's a little have on the nose. Money
2: for but, <laughs> all this shit, dude. What the
0: fuck? The Ravager ones are really good. I particularly, like, have you noticed a bunch of them have this stark red one? Yes. Yeah, a lot of those, a lot of them are going to have that. I think I might get all those covers. Um,
2: What the fuck?
0: Yep.
1: Uh, I'm I'm, I'm willing to forgive some of these for being incentive covers, but yo, I need the money.
0: (laughs) The Robin ones are really great. Like, really good. The Flash ones, especially, I think, the first one. Is just gruesome as fuck. Okay. And then the red one. Like all these solid red ones are just so sexy. It okay, looks so, so good on the wall.
1: The robin one, the freaky one. Okay, the one before the all the bats making like the, the bass yeah, silhouette. Yeah. The one with like the robin oh, with like, the, the red hood. The red hood on it under the, wa- under the, the water. Yeah. What? I know. And then, right? Okay, yeah, the flash ones are dope as hell. Oh my god, I need like a second to see all these. I know. <laughs> That's not fair. Okay, I'm 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 happy that Marvel isn't okay. We haven't gone to Marvel news, but I already know some of it. It's like <laughs> I don't have the money for all this. <laughs> uh,
0: the Shazam ones, I mean, I love them all. But I'm getting that Dan Mora cover. The last one.
1: The, I, I was, that's why I started. I wanted to see the like the color
0: on it. It's just so cool. Just just on Mary. Yep.
1: Ah, oh, I love it.
0: I want Dan Mora on Mary Marvel forever. forever. I'm so here for that. Like, fuck yeah, dude. Uh So yeah, tell the me lanterns. when you're ready to move on. We'll talk about Green Lantern. Yeah, I'm on the Lanterns. Okay, that fourth one with the fucking Cthulhu monster in the background is fucking sick. That's the one I've been waiting for. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> the Zatanna ones are great. And I think she might have the best red cover.
1: Let's see, let's see. Oh, <gasps> her head. Yes. It's so cool. Okay, yeah, we that second one? Because that black and white and So these this. are
0: all, if, if anyone's curious, these are all Dustin to wind covers, the red ones. I'm oh, pretty yeah, sure yeah. they're all Dustin to Win. So.
1: Okay, honestly, I love her black and white one. Like the like again, like the octopus coming out of the hat and her having like the, the freak out face. Like that looks yeah. really cool.
0: Yeah. Uh next up was the Wonder Woman covers. Ooh. Uh mm. I I like them a lot. Uh there is the um the, oh, god Medusa,
1: the, she's rocking yeah. Medusa. wait, what? <laughs> what and, and, and like Medusa has been having her own arc. Oh, whoa, that fourth <laughs> cover is so cool.
0: Wait, yeah, it is, is that the, cool.
1: with the Mr. Fate helmet.
0: Uh, is I don't Fate? think that's the Dr. Fate helmet, okay. I think that's the Medusa helm. Oh. Like, Medusa had a helm in yeah, yeah. the lore, I'm pretty sure. So, okay, what is that? La-
1: who did that last cover? I really love it because it, it does, uh, it does Dr. Fate, that's Enoch Lee, isn't it? It looks like it, Wait, featuring Doctor Fate, Constantine, and what's the, what's what's the monkey's name again?
0: Detective Chimp. Thank, thank you. <laughs> I hate that I uh, know. And then the the Superman ones. Oops. Check out that second one. Yeah, those.
2: Oh
1: my god.
0: <laughs> it's so good.
1: It's just like DC. You can be. You can be interesting. Like push this shit more.
0: <laughs> yeah uh detective comics i mean they're all great in their own way like they're just so good i love the red cover for that one because it's just the hand and the bat symbol
1: yeah no the one next is one i've been waiting for i was like that that cycloptic
0: monster bat monster oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> what
0: uh after that was the action comics one uh so i love a good power girl cover once yes. again, I'm staring at that red one. I really like Dustin Nguyen's style for last. that. Yeah, yeah. So
1: I like that. I like that he kept her jacket.
0: Yeah, for that one too. And then the oh, Titans Cyborg. ones. Cyber Batman, the Superman. That's oh god. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the Titans one, I love the Titans Tower one. I think it's cool as hell. Like a hell version of T- of Titans Tower. Oh shit! That, yeah, that's a great idea. That's where I started. But the red one again. The red one. The yeah, this
1: is a, a oh, that beast boy one is really cool. Like, almost like he doesn't have a, it's like he's control, his <laughs> control <laughs> like is, out of, is out of whack. Yeah, yeah, but so. on, honestly, these red ones are gonna be a, a great thing to put up on, like, put up on your wall. These like it's a great collection,
0: yeah, totally. So, yeah, that's uh, everything.
1: <laughs> so, nice. yeah, I'm Nightfall very excited about so that. Cool like, there's
0: gonna be more too because I know that some of the villains get stuff too because I know Joker oh. gets some stuff. God damn it, so yeah. But yeah, we've spent enough time talking about that. Let's move <laughs> on. <laughs> now let's switch to Marvel. Um gonna be very quick with some of these. Um blah 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 here. Okay, yeah, that's coming up. Um there's gonna be a new version of um Venom and Venom verse that's inspired by anime and manga. Nice. Uh that's gonna be written by Alyssa Wong and illustrated by Ken Namura. So that's cool. Oh, yeah. Um I think that's it on the this one here. Yeah, that's it for that stuff. And yeah, that should be it for those. Okay, so real Marvel news. <laughs> I had to start with this because it makes me laugh so much. Um, someone asked Bob Iger from Disney why they filed Ike promoter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> he said it was the best movie for Disney going forward and claimed the decision was in relation to Marvel's management structure. Woo! There, are t- there are times I handle it personally and there are times I don't, I'd rather not get into details about this one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Fuck> you, <Mike>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this was the necessary step in the direction of us creating a more efficient company. There was redundancy specific to the way Marvel was being
2: managed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just <laughs> sipped my tea unironically.
2: <laughs> That's <laughs> so good.
0: Uh, fuck you, Ike. Anyway.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the other big thing that happened in Marvel news is <laughs> not as exciting as that one, but um, Star Wars, Star Wars celebration happened Oh yeah. and good God, did we get a bunch of announcements and news and I'm going to go through it as quick as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go through the top 10 as decided by comicbookmovie.com. And if I miss something important, I'll just mention it. Bad Batch is going to end with season three. Oh, damn. Uh, a lot of people really liked it. So, yeah. you know, that's unfortunate. But at least they're getting a third season. That's cool. It's going to come out next year.
1: Or, or also a close off story, too, because like, I hate when they just get, I guess, left open ended.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and or we know is getting a second season and people present got a special sneak look at the second season. That's cool. Um, so that's really cool. Uh, expect it uh, probably next year as well. Mm hmm. Uh, Return of the Jedi is currently celebrating its 40th anniversary wow. and will be back in theaters for that. That's cool. By the end of this month. Um and I love this this very underselling quote. While not necessarily the most beloved movie in the original Star Wars trilogy, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> like so.
1: Uh so okay, so before we move on, it, it being the fortieth anniversary of like, it, can we please, please have the Sebastian Stan ending and not the hating Christian ending go ghost ending?
0: Huh oh. Sebastian Stan.
1: Oh no, no Sebastian Stan, but Sebastian, what's what's his uh, what's his last name? Like the, the the original like like the the original like uh Force Ghost of uh, of Vader Darth, Darth Vader
0: I don't know his name <laughs> yeah I I like the Hayden one it's fine it makes no sense it's fine he didn't meet him that way he doesn't want no no it's not that it's how he is in the afterlife he's not going to be like this old man on a respirator forever he's going to be like the last time he was a good person so. Which was before the... thing. We're not going to get into that. Okay, then we got a lot of information about Ahsoka. The the Ahsoka um, spinoff. Live action spinoff. And one of the things we found out is that Lars Mikkelsen, who did the voice of Grand Admiral Thrawn in Rebels, is going to be playing the role of Thrawn Fuck in yeah. ahsoka dude i've
1: been fucking waiting i love the Thrawn trilogy so this is awesome like we already had a snippet of him but it's a snippet an animated snippet oh it's gonna be so fucking good now
0: <laughs> uh star wars visions is coming back for volume two this is the anime inspired show mm-hmm. check it out guys the first episode especially check it out it's amazing that will be out on may 4th so it's very soon i love that
1: the, at least like one of the stories will be like a like the the Wallace and grominick company will be having one of the stories i i kind of I want to see that one so bad
0: yeah <laughs> Um, Dave Filoni is getting his own Star Wars movie. Movie, uh, yes. Whoa, uh, alongside producer Jon Favreau. Huh. It, it'll bring together many of the threads of the Star Wars original series in a cinematic event. So conclude the stories we've seen in Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Ahsoka, and Skeleton Crew.
1: Interesting.
0: So they're going to have all these series and tie it up there. So yeah, yeah. the. Uh, Star Wars: The Acolyte. It, yes. They were able to provide some information, including a Jedi Wookie, which is cool. Except the High Republic did it first, yeah, <laughs> so. They did. Um, but yeah, really, really cool. The trailer hasn't been released online yet, but it will be soon, I'm sure. Um, we found out more about Skeleton Crew, including who uh, Jude Law will be playing. Ooh. So uh, I'm not going to spoil that. If you guys want to look it up, you can. Um. During the event, they, they changed the timeline a bit. They increased it with the addition of new eras, including the era Dawn of the Jedi, which takes place before the High Republic.
1: What? Oh, cool. That, that real, the initiation, cool.
0: And they're making a movie <sighs> directed by James Mangold. What? Yes. It's the, it will tell the tale of the first Jedi to wield the Force and harness it as a liberating power.
1: Oh, what the fuck? That's awesome!
0: He compared it to a biblical epic.
1: <laughs> motherfucker, cool.
0: And the news I'm most excited about is as somebody who really liked the sequel movies, uh, Daisy Ridley's coming back, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all can suck it. She's back. She's back. Your, sh- your shit didn't work. <laughs> um, she's coming back for a new trilogy set 15 years after the Skywalker saga. She will be coming back as Ray. And tells the story of rebuilding the new Jedi Order. Nice. Hopefully other people come back with her. It's going to be directed by Charmaine Obed Chinoy, which means it's going to be a female director. Cool. Which means that hopefully Ray will be treated with a lot of respect. Yes. Um, I'm very excited. Not just female, Pakistani. Like, it's a swing, and I really, really like it.
1: Yeah, good choice. Uh,
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting choice, and... It, I'm not you probably not super familiar with with a lot of, of their work, um, but uh, Charmine did direct two episodes of Miss Marvel. Oh, perfect! And that's the one thing I think of most people would probably be familiar with. So, um, yeah, very very excited. That's going to be really cool. So a lot of really great Star Wars news there. The only other thing they announced that I saw that they didn't talk about in that category is Star Wars announced the next marvel comic event called dark droids uh Ooh. so it's gonna be spearheaded by charles soul and it's still between empire and jedi
3: mm-hmm.
0: and uh yeah it's gonna be really cool uh it, you could probably figure out what it's about <laughs> so, <laughs> like but yeah um i'll probably d- dip into that because afra is involved so
1: nice yes. yeah.
0: now this news is going long so let's see we have so many comics to talk about <laughs> so let's wrap up with some X Men news Holy fuck. All right. Yeah. We, last week, we talked about the announcement of a bunch of new series. Well, now we have a lot more details. Yep. So let's start with this one. Realm of X. So, Realm of 10, maybe. I still think it's X. So um, Realm of X comes from Torn Gronbeck. Yeah. Thank you. And our Di- Diogenes Nivis. And it's going to be a team... Led by Ileana Rasputin. Yep. And the team is Typhoid Mary, Danny Moonstar, (sighs) Ah! Curse, Dust, and Marrow. This
1: is already my favorite book.
0: It's literally all my favorite. It's
1: (laughs) already my favorite book. If
0: Mercury Mercury was there, it'd be done perfect. (laughs) And Loa. Um, Curse is interesting because Curse is the one in X-Men Green with Nature Girl. Mm Mm-hmm. So, maybe we're getting a conclusion there. I need to catch up on that book. So, um, that's a very exciting book. I love Torin, obviously. I think but it's going to be really like cool.
1: The, the thing is, like, they're going through like the 10 realms. So, that, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like it was, we had titles like Powers of 10, 10 of Swords.
0: That's what I'm really yeah. thinking. It's like this will be a Realms of 10. I think it's kind of like a, a dual meaning. Like, I think. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's going to be really cool. There's going to be a cover by Stephanie Hans, by the way. Oh, perfect. So. Yeah. Uh, the next one, Children of the Vault. Yep. Bishop and Cable, which is great to see them team up after I everything they've been through together. <laughs> <pretty> cool. Yeah. <laughs> are about to go to war with Marvel's Mega Evolved Supermanes in Fall of X Children of the Vault. <laughs> Four issue mini from Denise comp and Luca Maresca. Love Luca. Um, yeah. They're basically going to go after the Children of the Vault. So, yeah, we definitely need to read that book mm-hmm. again. So, um, that one's going to be fun. I think that's going to be interesting. Uh, the next one, let's jump over to this one. We kind of got a little bit of a swerve here, yeah, because we were told one thing, and I think it's still true, but I don't. I think they told us that to hide the rest of the truth, which is Uncanny Spider-Man. <laughs> it's a five-issue limited series, and it's from Cy Spurrier and Lee Garbett. I'm so excited. <laughs> Uncanny Spider-Man will transform. Kurt Wagner, Nightcrawler, into Marvel's new webhead. mm mm-hmm. As he leads the charge against the an anti-mutant organization known as Orcas. And it is a very evocative of of Miles's costume. Yes. But it's clearly Kurt because he only has two toes and shit. <laughs> the, the tail. <laughs> and the tail and the pointy ears, yeah. So that's that's interesting i love this idea i'd love to see
1: spidey get the fuck out of
0: here i'd love to see nightcrawler do more shit oh for sure like yeah which brings us to the final one dark x-men this is gonna be so much fun Mm -hmm. it's coming from steve fox and jonas sharf and it's madeline pryor leads a team of dark x-men including havoc archangel gambit I'm going to skip t- names because I want to come back to them. Albert, Inplate. I'm very excited about Inplate. Um, Zero, who was like one of Hope's lights. Okay. Like when when Hope and there were only five New Mutants with Hope, and he was the last one. He was a bad guy, really. Um, and he was all like body horror. He was crazy. And a character I'm so happy to see back because I think I'm the only fan of him, which is Azazel. Oh bro, fuck yeah. <laughs> I love Azazel, So this is this is going to be so cool. And like uh what are they going to be? You know what I mean like uh, yeah
1: yeah post dark web like what is Madeline like up to? Like what what is she trying to run into this? So it's like yeah, I'm very curious about this team.
0: Yeah. Um also we should mention Astonishing Iceman Man. Mhm. is Steve Orlando and Vincento Caruto. I forgot that one was announced as well. Uh, I love him being like a solo hero because he has the power level to really be an impact. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I love that. So that's all the news I got. (laughs) Just a little bit of news. But uh, I do want to wrap up with uh, the Marvel's trailer. Oh, I love it. It looks like so much fun. Mm -hmm. I, I think it would be. I, I like that it's humorous. I like that they're leaning into the humor. Yeah. Um, Kamala's going to steal the show.
1: shes I mean, she had my favorite part of the trailer. Like, I, I'm so glad they didn't, that they didn't write like... Which one? <laughs> I know, right? Well, it's like, I, I'm so glad they didn't write a joke into it. I'm so glad that her, that her punchline was freaking out over the cat. Over Goose. Yeah, yeah. the Flurkin, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad that... it was, I assume it, that's I, one. That that was like a natural reaction. Just freaked them Like, she's such a fangirl over everything and everyone being heroes but this one thing be like oh fuck no i need to get the fuck out of here i love that part
0: <laughs> yeah and uh i'm just saying carol's looking really good is what i'll leave that at yeah um and i'm so excited for for photon i'm excited for everything yeah. involved monica
1: so, like, just, I, i'm excited for monica to just be like we just thought of, we had a snippet of her in Wandavision, vision but to let, let's actually showcase her power and even next to like the the, the the captain even next to carol I'm really excited for her for, for for her movie.
0: Yeah, it looks really good. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. So we're getting Guardians very soon. Soon. I'm not going to recover. It's going to be bad. It's going to be a I bad know. time. Everybody. <laughs> so <laughs> it, that episode is going to be me so- sobbing for 30 minutes before we start. <laughs> so but we'll talk about Guardians a little bit later. Now let's jump into our actual comic book reviews. And as always, we are starting off with a bang, but a boom, boom studios. I'm going to start with the seasons have teeth. Um, I was very excited about this book. I, I had on my list and I'm like, oh, every number one. Now I'm trying to think like, do I need this? Right. And I'm like, Dan waters writing it. Okay. And illustration, Sebastian Cabral colored by Dan Jackson and letter by Nate Picos of blam And I'm like, it's a boom. Number one, I got to give it a shot. I show up and the first thing I see is a David Matt cover. Nice. And I'm like, you motherfuckers, you know how to sell a book. And then I look over and there's the foil David Matt cover. Oh, well, of course it has to be. That's <laughs> awesome. So, Seasons have teeth. <sighs> it's a four-issue mini. You're going to really like this. Um, it's literally a world where the seasons are creatures. So when the season comes, like it's like a hurricane coming. People abandon their home to get away from the season. Mm-hmm. So in this case, the season is literally... It's spring in this case. And this one old man... Stays behind if everybody else is forcibly evacuated because he he's a photographer and he wants to see the creature. And the entire time there's like creeping vines everywhere, and it's like because it's spring, you know that's what happens in spring. There's, there's growth, but it's really creepy. And he finally comes face to face with it. I got to show you this.
1: <gasps> oh, that's a cool monster. That's him. Uh huh.
0: Oh, the scale. That's cool. Yeah, that's spring. That's the season of spring.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, and then there's going to be four issues, one for each season.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, and uh, he absolutely needs to get a shot of these other people that stay behind, like, petting it, and it mm-hmm. calms down and lays down. So there's going to be, like, a story arc to it as well. Yeah. So I this is cool. to And it's only four issues. That's not a big commitment, so I wanted to start with that because I really liked it. Next up, I'm so excited because way caught up and we get to talk about Know Your Station, motherfuckers. Know Your Station number five, written exactly. by Sarah Gailey, illustrated by Leona Kangas, uh, colored by Rebecca Nolte and lettered by Cardinal Ray. Yes. Um, I'll be quick because I've reviewed all four issues thus far. Josue's just jumping in. Um, I love the ending. Uh, this is going to be a review where we're going to spoil the ending because the entire issue is the ending. Yeah. The whole point of this issue is the ending. So we can't review it without telling you what happened. So if you don't want to hear what happens, jump to the next timestamp. Uh, It'll be on our Twitter. But the eat the rich story here is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so we have this murder mystery on the space station. And she's been investigating the entire time. And it turns out, as we kind of figured, it was the computer system. Because mm-hmm. it always is a computer system, isn't it? You know, So that was a cool twist, not not super surprising twist. no, and that's yeah. that's that's why I loved it because that wasn't the twist. That was just, well, you already know this, don't you? You know what I mean? Like the real twist here is how they react
2: mm-hmm.
0: And <laughs> basically, the ship is an artist, wants to be an artist, and all these rich assholes that it's been killing, first of all, have essentially enslaved um, these people in basically, like, servile roles, because that's all they they allowed them to do, right? But basically, the the ship is like, I just want to make art, and their art is horribly dissecting all these bodies in this great way, which is fucking amazing by the way but also it's letting these downtrodden people realize hey why are we fucking putting up with this (laughs) like and the choice they make at the end which is basically to embrace it is so great and it even comes with a really cool like postscript at the end with an additional like example of what happens to them i loved this book it was so great um it really left you wondering till the end, and I really appreciated that. Um, and after like this and the book "Eat the Rich,"
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm just kind of like, Sarah Gailey is amazing. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like after after I read that, I was like, what else did Sarah make? And uh, there's like, Sarah's a writer, like a real writer, books. Nice. And I wasn't aware of that, and I'm going to be buying all of these. <laughs> like, like, this is going to be my new obsession. So I'm very excited about that. But Jose, I want you to tell me what you thought as someone jumping in at the end. What do you think of yeah, Know Your Station? I,
1: I literally read the, the all, all five issues today, but before recording, and it, it was awesome. I mean, if you love Eat the Rich, you're going to love uh, Know Your Station. Um, Elise um, was just such a—it's like that that perfectly flawed character. Like, the, the fact that she actually had her own problems that she was struggling with to get over, but the fact that she was, but she was trying to focus on, on this, on, uh, on this case, because I was, like, like like how she says, like, I'm not a fucking cop. I was just, like, put upon this position, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing.
0: <laughs> it was very much a you'll do situation. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, and then I, I had kind of guessed, like, who the antagonist, like, the who done it was. But like you said, like it's like you said, it's it's how they react to it, and even then, like getting that, like it's like eat the Rage, for sure. Like I mean, that that title is, is self explanatory. Where that story is gonna go, in this case, it's I, I love that there, there's, it's still that. Topical discussion where it's just like, what would happen if you, if you, if we did have AI and then you would feed it the bullshit AI like art that we have to literally right fucking now? It's
0: such a perfect timing. Isn't it's it? such
1: a perfect timing to it. And then how this AI, this perfect AI would react to that. Like, it, it, in contrast to everything, in contrast to everything, it was perfect. It was, it was really, really good how it would react. It'd be like, yo, I'm fucking bored out of this shit. I'm just stealing. It. I'm just stealing from actual artists i want to have fun with it and girl all the fucking power to st bridget all the fucking power to you have fun with that art
0: i love this book so much (laughs) it's great and leona kangas's art you can't say enough no exactly (laughs) leona kangas killed it issue by issue all like it's sweet and it's lovable and like everybody looks nice but also there's these really gruesome dissection scenes (laughs) it's awesome it really balances that very nicely. I really I, like that. I took a second. I think it was a second or third
1: issue where one of the deaths, like it was like the body, but then the other, like the other, it was literally the cut Flip. in half like this. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was such, it took me a second to register how it flipped over. It was like, God damn same Sam Bridget. Fuck. Yeah. You, you're great.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the final boom book of the week, Briar number four. Yes. So I did get the a cover, but I had a chance to get this virgin Ooh. so i'll give you a quick look of it oh that's dope yeah i had to pick that's that cool up zone. so okay briar number four written by christopher Cantwell, illustrated by herman garcia colored by Matthias slopes and letter by Endworld design i really liked this issue i like how the previous issues were bringing our little group of people together mm-hmm. and i feel like our group is full because you know an adventure party is four people you know what I mean? Yeah. So in this, we do get the fourth and I love, I love, 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 love the fourth and like the role he's going to play. I think that's amazing. Um, I also feel like it really kind of emphasized like the connection that Briar has with the prior two, um, and how they, you know, they fought beside her. They nearly died for her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's really cool. Obviously I think there's something going on with her at spider and I'm here for that shit. Yes. Um, but yeah, let's just let, again, Captain Bly, like skeleton Captain Bly, <laughs> is going to be my favorite character. I can already tell, and I hate I it. So. I hate how much I love him so much. But I loved this. What did you think?
1: It, it was awesome. I I really liked that we had like this particular chapter where they were cornered and like they were falling. Like Spider took a fucking hit. Um, the the witch kid. I thought I thought they were done for. Like, as soon as that era went through uh but then like i, I fucking said like, briar is just such a badass i love her coming to and like, and like the reaction to to captain Bly. like this is this is a great crew already like i love that they're each so different from one another but it's like yo this band is gonna fuck is, is, is gonna fuck shit up after the recover but but yo but having this chapter like like them being cornered up against like the walls like they were they were at the door they can't even go in there, but like, they're just like that, that sense of being cornered and being like being super screwed. I, I, I realized like there was like the, the stakes were really high. I really didn't think I didn't know how they were going to come out of this one. And then bucketing, that was such a good, such a great twist.
0: Yeah. So good. <laughs> All right. Next up is dark horse. I got one dark horse book and it's clear. Number two, I'll be quick with this one, even though it is a gigantic book. Mm-hmm. Um, this is that Scott Snyder, Francis Monopole book uh, with and world on lettering with the people that use like a filter to see what they want in the world, not what's really going on. And there's the detective that sees what's really going on. Cause he doesn't right. use one. It's this ongoing murder mystery. And it's very Scott Snyder in every way that I love. Oh. Um, that kind of like that kind of comic book creator that was inspired by early image, but isn't, necessarily doing the early image thing you know what i mean like like it's, it's a really interesting era that like you know that era um so you see stuff like this which is very image you know what i mean like oh yeah just this hot chick but it's not like lingering it doesn't it doesn't like overstay its welcome so i really appreciate that um we get to see more of his origin and it's really sad i don't want to get into it too much but it's it's very fucking good um it's one of his comicsology books too, and we do find out why on his uh, on his helmet. That's the eyes on his helmet. It has to do with how his son died. So you can guess by the look of that what what it you know looks like. So really cool. Really like that book. Very big books, very thick ones. So if you're looking for something like that, that's a good one to jump in. Next up is what not publishing, and man, I got to tell sway about this book. I've been waiting since I read it. Griffin, Galaxy's Most Wanted. Written by Ben Kahn. Art by Bruno Hidalgo. Colored by James Penafiel. Letter by Sal Cipriano. This is like a space opera. Not even a space opera. It's a space action movie. And it's about Griffin, who is uh, this character in the middle. I believe they're referred to as they them in the book. So I'll just say I'll just say uh, Griffin. Yeah. Um, And basically... Griffin was a captain in the army, one of the best soldiers. And they, they like, they're basically against the quote, the quote Republic. uh, Now basically saying that they're awful. It takes place on the RSS, Nancy Reagan. That's the first thing you see. What the fuck? So, and it, griffin it opens with the trial of griffin and basically like uh we you appreciate the gravity of the situation you will answer the question and griffin gives the fi- following speech i'm gonna read it all i don't care how long mistakes takes first of all this is this is what griffin looks like the entire time like, Excellent. okay so <laughs> you want to know what happened to me out there i saw you i saw what you all really are and yeah you're shitbag tyrants i mean we all know that <laughs> I'm sorry, but if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, and genocides planets like a duck, then maybe that duck's a fascist fuckface. But what truly disgusts me about you, the stagnation. No science, no new technology. You just built the biggest gun dick you could and stuck it on your most cock-shaped robot. It's just dicks on dicks until you're fucking the whole galaxy. You oppress, research, stifle technology, keep people in the dark. Yours is an empire of lies, and I will screw you on the spear points of a thousand truths. How's that for a fucking answer? <laughs> and then the guy says, "Well we were asking if you would like chicken or vegetarian while we break for lunch <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the attitude of this book.
1: I love it. I love that so much. Okay.
0: yeah, and then then Griffin's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, chicken sounds good. And give me a pudding cup for dessert, but if you're out, I'm good with jello, but not green jello. Nobody likes green. And then Griffin's in the cell and the guard brings her. Brings them, or brings them green jello, and they're like, "I'll remember that." And then they murder that dude later on. <laughs> like, it's so good. good. Um, but it's Griffin basically building a a crew out of people, like a former guard that was going to take her to the resistance, helps her escape. And then Griffin's like, "I don't want to join your resistance. I'm doing my own thing." You come in with me, and takes the guard hostage. <laughs> so, um, and just a couple, like a couple other people, like a, a super genius scientist. That is her lover or their lover i guess Mm -hmm. i would say which is really funny um and then a member of the resistance that they just take (laughs) they're just like you're with us now and it's about them like just they're gonna take down the revolution there's a part where the guard walks in and the super secret the super genius scientist is going down on griffin (laughs) Nice. like it's just such a great book it's a really great companion to quested Because it's almost like a sci fi version of the fantasy quested. Yeah. And they're both the same publisher. So it's so good, dude. Like, I highly recommend this book. It was, I mean, laughing the entire way through. Nice. So great stuff. Next up, Scout Comics. And I have a book of my own that I want to talk about. Last week, I talked about Miracle Kingdom number one. And I really enjoyed it and gave a review. And. One of the creators reached out to me on Twitter, actually reached out to Josue. It was very funny um, and was like, hey, do you want a copy of the next two? And I was like, actually, that was me, which is really easy. If you don't list the whole episode, it's hard to tell who's who. Uh, so totally understand. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll definitely read that. And It came from Michael, um, the writer, and they sent me the PDFs for two and three, which aren't out yet. And I read them and I want to give a spoiler free review. And I will be revisiting these when they come back out. Yeah. So I can give a spoiler full review. Um, this is the one, if you remember correctly, is basically like a detective investigating miracles, and was detecting was uh, investigating a like sham holy priest that was like healing people but taking their money. Um, so this guy is kind of like us. Uh, co- his his covers that he's an accountant. But he's investigating things. He's trying to see if it's real miracles and stuff. And the, in the last issue, you might remember this bit where he basically teleports seemingly up to heaven. Um. So mm-hmm. in the next two issues, as spoiler free as I can, because <laughs> I know it's usually okay to talk about the first five pages. Oh, yeah. So I'll start. I'll stay there. Yes, this is heaven based. Oh where heaven is a system huh. of granting prayers and miracles oh shit okay but it's very much a like a corporate structure uh-huh. and, a, and a governmental structure i'm not gonna get into the specifics of that because that's spoilers mm-hmm. but essentially um the review i i kept thinking of is it's good omens by way of a good place <laughs> okay what the fuck okay cool like, because Good Omens has that, like, you God know, hell. poking fun at it all, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a little bit. Um, and that little bit of charm that comes from Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman working together. Okay. Um, I get a vibe of that. Like, some of the old-fashioned, like, sayings and stuff that, that people use in this are really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got the the sensibility of a good place. Um, <sighs> okay. So, I, I really liked it. I mean, it's not a perfect comparison, but there's not a perfect comparison. That's the only thing I can say. Yeah. Like, maybe some of the stuff from Angel, like from Buffy and Angel okay. in the Angel series, some of that might match up, like with Wolfram and Hart and stuff like that. But, yeah, I really like it. I can't wait for issue to come out because I want to talk about what happens, <laughs> the specifics, but I want to stay miracle-free. So, or miracle-free, ha. Huh? <laughs> uh, I want to say spoiler-free. So, make sure to uh, check that out. I am very, very excited for people to read this, and I'm pulling up the full creative team, and I should have done that beforehand. Uh so give me one second here. Uh da, 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 da. okay. Uh so written by where are you? All right. Uh from Scout Comics of Course, written by Michael D. McCarthy. Uh the art, artist is Alonso Molina Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. uh the colorist is uh uh oh i got only oh, got their twitter account Ichsan and sorry it might be and sorry each i'm mm-hmm. not sure it's either and lucas Catoni on the lettering so make sure to check that out um very excited about that and uh yeah i really liked it. i love a good scout book you know they just yeah. come out of nowhere you hear nothing about them ahead of time and then just boom they yep. drop on you that's
1: all that's all I'm talking about yeah
0: much like the next book we're about to talk about, <laughs> yes, Katsuni Number Two, which neither what? of us saw coming whatsoever, and loved the first issue of. Yeah, um, story and script by Luca Freggario and story art letters by Emmanuel Urcolani, um, and this is the continuing story of the like anthropomorphized cartoony samurai story that's incredibly bloody and violent, um, yes. with with a blind samurai. And his best buddy, who's missing both legs, was it? Or just one leg? Uh, I thought it was one picture of both legs. It could be. No, been just one. One. it's just one. It's just could one. I? Yeah. And we get a cool origin story. Yes. And it leads to a really cool idea. I love the interaction with the ferryman. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a lot of fun was a lot of good in this issue and this this book is it's staying strong it's it, it did not drop off from the first issue in my opinion even if the gore and the horror wasn't quite there as it was in the first one right it's still really really good so what do you think
1: honestly I mean I, I didn't I didn't expect to to do the the let's go home type of story so soon but the fact that we got there and it's like there's there's such an like, in there's a level of heaviness that that, that comes with it because like of the stuff that you find out from from the Kits- Kitsunoichi is is his name, right? Um, but but I, but I do but the, and then like the, the reveal at the end where it's just like there there is a complete story here that we're that we're gonna be following here. Let um, I me mean, like the, the foreshadowing could could have uh, was also there, but goddamn it, I fucking love the crow so much. I'm, I'm trying to find his 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 full name, um, but he but he's great. I love that he's like that 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 aloof best friend, but he's going to get Kitsunichi in in trouble, but they're there for each other. I love that. It's not just like this reluctant friendship that they made along the way. It's like, they're just, they've been pals. Like obviously it's like being like this, like blind Ronin is going to come with his troubles. but it's like, at least like he has that pal that he can actually confide in. Know they're going to be in in it together. Uh, Yeah. I I fucking love the story. Like this partnership is just so cool.
0: He's the buddy that picks fights. And yes. You're gonna you're gonna jump in and help him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, man, stop. <laughs> like we don't need to. So yeah, I really, really like this book. So next up is another publisher, A Blaze Publishing. And we got two books to talk about. We're gonna start with our shared book Children of the Black Sun, oh, number four. So- <laughs> <laughs> Written by Dario Siccio, art by Leticia Catanici, colored by Francisco Sagala, and letter by Ignini. Um, this is probably my favorite issue so far. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, it's so fucking weird and grim. <sighs> and there's so much shit that goes on in this. The From the creation of the first, second generation Black Sun Child, the true Black, Su- Black Sun Child? Yeah, that was interesting. Yep. Uh, to all this, but be- like all these people going crazy. And then just the fucking Eye of Sauron, <laughs> dude, <laughs> like, basically,
1: dude. All hail, yeah. all mm-hmm. fucking hail, dude! <laughs> it's finally here.
0: It was a very climactic issue, is what I'll say. Um, really cool, really great visuals in this one, but definitely my favorite issue of the this season, this series so far. What do you think?
1: It's, it's it's definitely for sure my favorite issue, but even that, even though then so I. I have this fascination with, like, with the last page. Like, with, like, the reveal of what we just, like, highlighted of this.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I guess, guess, like, I'll be alluding to spoilers, and you can put two and two together. But that last page of, like, what, what this Black Sun actually means, it's just, like, where it's just, like, instead of just, like, doing this, like, casting this shadow of, like, of an eclipse... It's more like this, like it's it's just casting down this like this absence of light, like like this. It, it really is like like a true sense of like the opposite of what the sun is. Like it's just like it's so opposite from like if, if you've been like in the middle of, of, a, of a true eclipse, which I, I did like like two years ago. Like the, that eclipse like hit us pretty fucking close, where like that morning was like that 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 switch was was so fucking crazy. Being in that morning opening for work, um, but this one this black sun actually just like emitting this absence of light and in, like into it in, onto the earth that that last page was, was so fucking crazy. I was trying to, you can tell that it's like an eight page grid and you want to analyze it, but there's nothing there. You, you can't make sense of it. And I, I love that. Cause cause now I'm really singing, sinking into what this like, then like I, I first joked about it, this absence of vitamin D and why everybody went fucking crazy that is just terrifying like, to, to then going back to like the, the one last page of like the mom mm-hmm. dude, that is just scary as fuck. Like this whole b- book has just been so good. And if finally, if it, it finally came back, <laughs> that was, it was just awesome. I fucking love this issue.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. And our other ablaze book is traveling to Mars. Number five. Oh my gosh. Finale. <sighs> no. oh, oh. Um this this book is such an emotional ride. Mm-hmm. Um It might be concluded with the next issue. We'll see. Um so written by Mark Russell, art by Roberto De Carmeli, colored by Chiara de Francia, and letter by Mattia Gentili. Um this is of course the terminal cancer patient mm-hmm. who was shot off to Mars to claim it on behalf of a com- company. Uh this one is, again, half the story is on the ship and half of it's like a flashback to his life and where he came, how he came about. And this is a lot about how he met his wife and how he fell in love with her and how they love each other and how one wishes to have a kid. And we know he doesn't have kids. So yeah, there's something there, you know? And there's also an extended legend about a bass fish that was caught in his hometown that has like a little shrine. Mm-hmm. and it's really interesting i'm not gonna get into the details but it's really it, he's compared basically they told him they're gonna build a statue for him in his hometown Oof. and he's just like oh cool there's already a statue for this bass fish that the guy caught once like and <laughs> I'm, it just, was, I'm just
1: as good as the fish
0: and the metaphor between him and the fish is very interesting is what i'll say Oh man, there's a comparison there and the entire time the robots that are with him the one robot never recovered by the way the one that got shot off into space for briefly uh-huh he can't communicate anymore he just beeps and buzzes and stuff so if so, if yeah. the if the dude resets him he can reset it but he'd wipe the robot's memories and he doesn't feel that's right uh, so. oh man <laughs> so this guy's damaged little robot buddy they keep warning him there's something there's like things around there's other things in the same trajectory as us that aren't going away and he's like what are they and they're like we don't know we can't tell and he keeps bringing it up to the people back on earth when they radio him like, don't worry about it. And then they reveal at the very end, they're like, listen, we're going to be straight up with you. Uh, We managed to get you off Earth first, but there are other companies (gasps) that uh, cut corners. Basically, they built bigger, stronger spacecraft. They're going faster than you can. And they didn't have to go through the talent search we did to crew our ships. They found people more disposable than you are. Oh, no. Oh, shit. And so they're like... They're coming. They're gaining on your Roy, and we have no idea how many of them there are. Oh man! So it's literally a space race now. Oh goddamn! After all that, if he doesn't make it there first, it won't matter. It will oh,
1: for nothing, right? Yeah, no, nothing goes back. Oh my god, that's, that's fucked
0: up. <laughs> I know it's heartbreaking, and you know that corporation won't pay his family if he's yep. not there first because they're bastards. So <sighs> it's such a good book. So. All right. Next up is Sumerian. I'm going to very quickly talk about Neverender. The final rules, number one. I thought I missed an issue, and thankfully I did not. Um, oh, good. This is a new mini. I thought it was going to be a one shot. So, mm-hmm. uh, story art and by Devin Craft. It takes up after the Never Neverender. almost have Neverwinter. That's so much to talk about D and D. The Neverender story, where he was forced to fight his girlfriend and ended up killing her. Yeah. And basically told the entire like government fuck you i'm going to kill all of you essentially and this is about the aftermath of that where the twisted princess is basically using him as like like something to inspire the populace against the government so that when he gets crushed it will crush the re- re- revolution hmm. so she's encouraging it up to a point and then puts him up against somebody to kill him and he goes up against this specialist badass guy and he gets cut immediately and starts bleeding and losing oxygen And that's kind of where, right in the middle of the duel, it cuts off the issue. Oh, yeah. Okay. Really cool. I love Never Ender. It's really a lot of fun. I did. I think I nominated it for a Rumi last year. I think so. I really like this book. So. And let's open the vault. Yes. So. We got a handful of vault books this week. Let's start with End After End, number six. Uh, Written by Andre and Daniel. Uh, Art by Sanando C. Colored by Kurt Michael Russell. And letter by Jim Campbell. <laughs> I like this issue a lot. I like that the two of them are on, on the same page now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we spent the last couple of issues getting them on the same page. Um we you know, I I really like it. I, I think it's a lot of fun. Um <laughs> I like the whole opening scene, it's probably my favorite part of the book. Where it was just like, Yeah, hey, you killed a guy, that's a good day, and he's like, You had a problem and you fixed it. Good job. <laughs> like I, I really like that, I like that perspective. I thought that was really cool. Um walt is walt is slowly adapting without accepting i guess is the word you know what i mean like yeah he hasn't accepted the situation he's stuck in but he's adapting to it which i think is really cool and the whole he found a relic and you know keep it safe that's your leverage you know what i mean like i think that's really really interesting to what we're might be building to
1: but it's only it's, it's only coming from
0: stills like only stills is yes to do that. exactly I, I don't trust it either. Is what yeah, I'm no. thinking, but but I think it does lend itself to an interesting like twist coming. I really mm-hmm. like that. So good issue. Really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see where it goes. It's been a lot of fun. What do you think?
1: i was I mean, so yeah. That the not fully on board with Stills. Like, I already had like, a feeling about him from before, but then this one, he was just like being so coy cool on like like when we had these partnerships like with like the, the the old fairy dude, like the the mentor, but it's like. Do you want to talk to him uh but i do agree with like the the initial part where it's just like well i had to be attacked first to do something about it and then we called it a good day like that that disposition was uh it was interesting uh, but I, I do like the mentors being like well yeah like it's just how it goes here um but yeah i'm so curious like what this artifact could signify for for later like what it truly could mean if he would relate it to to the mentor uh, character yeah, no, a good issue. Also, also like, I, I do love the 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 big boss at, at the end, like the, the the cliffhanger. Oh yeah, oh <laughs> so, yeah, he was menacing <laughs> as fuck.
0: Totally. Next up, Nightfall double feature. We'll just treat it like two different issues. So we'll start with the first one. Okay. The Cemeterians. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude! This book is so good. Uh, for someone who does not like horror, I love both of these stories way too much. Yeah. Uh, the Cemeterians, written by Daniel Krauss, art by Menhouse. Colored by Kurt Reichel Russell and lettered by Jim Campbell. This is one of the most compelling and original stories I've ever heard of in the horror genre. Right? It's fucking fascinating. The implications are so insane. And we have this X-Files style duo (laughs) of two people with two completely different ideas of how the world works leading us through it. And it's not just filled with horror stories. There's a lot of little personal moments that are really interesting like the like in the the store with the young man. Yeah. I thought that was such a good story. And then things are actually escalating a bit because uh for those who don't remember this is where bones start appearing all over the world of dead people. Mhm. The whole implication of like some bones come together and form something more and I'm like fuck and then we see that like that silhouette of a large skeletal creature and I'm like Oh fuck! You know, like it builds so really well, and then we get a tiny little tease right at the end. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, to be concluded, that is the the next to last issue of the story. Yeah. So, so, Cemeterians, what do you want to add for that? It's just it, it is it is really original. It is such an interesting
1: tale. I mean, like what you should be scared of, and then like being put in the in this in the situation you have the humanity aspect, like the person, like the, the dude in the, in the, in the store. And just like how fucked up that was. it's just like, it's like we have, we can have this moment and they could just easily just be taken away just because of fucking crazies. Um, and then, and then I like fast forward into like to later um, the, <laughs> the Washington monument aspect. and Like the person is just like buried under there and just like relaying the last, the last message message into just like also having like the, the, the monsters reveal. It's like, so many things like going all at once, but it's like I I love how it all fits together. I love how like we're following these two persons. Like you said, like two very very uh, different people like that should not be together or paired up together. But like it just it works. I love how like they just like they rip off of each other. Like they're trying to like survive through all this, and it is such a scary environment. It is just like because like I love that it's just like you don't know when like the 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 skeletal entrapment will come.
0: It's just gonna happen. It could just happen. It just drops on you. Yeah, it could be inside your stomach exactly or it or, or was
1: like the there's like oh we need to get the, the bullet fuck, we need to get the fuck out of here like the, the, that car is empty but it's like the car could be flipped at any point <laughs> you know it's, like, it's it's so good there's really nowhere to hide it's nowhere insane. right yep that's it
0: i did not mean to ask which which cover did you get oh um i think i, I just cover a i got denizens they each had a cover nice so. oh cool oh cool it's a Christian cover, so...
1: Nice. Oh, fuck. I should have looked at that. Which,
0: which takes us to Denizens <laughs> yes. Part 3, David, Andre, and Tim Daniel, Christian, Jason Worty, and Anne World Design. I really like this because it's a completely different kind of horror story, mm-hmm. but it's also really, really great. The thing I really like about this, I don't know if this is intentional, knowing them, probably, because they're very conscious writers with what they do, but I like the almost schizophrenic feel. Yes. Like you... Like if the mother, like this could be something supernatural, and now in this issue it obviously probably is, but if you saw everything from the mother's point of view, she could just be schizophrenic, and this is what it looks like to her. And like the whole thing with with the husband just trying to talk her down, and her seeing something else, and it was just like, it was just that little bit scarier, just because it was like, there's nothing they could do to get through to her. She's not hearing it because she's mm-hmm. somewhere else. Really good. I love the familial relationships because it's not a traditional family that everybody thinks of. You know, obviously, there's a second marriage involved. It's really interesting. And it's like, these are the kind of horror movies I do like a lot, which are the small family dealing with some supernatural thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I really like those. And this is a really good example of that. And lots of really good stuff in it. I mean, it's a Christian book, so I mean, I'm going to like every panel, but yeah. um, So good. And I just absolutely love the dad, the the husband. Oh. He's just the best. Like, he's just dad of the year. He's a daddy, too, by the way. Dude, fucking um, zaddy on that shot. Yeah, I know, right? So I love it. But really good. I love both of these. Only one issue left for each. What do you I think know. of
1: that? Um. They, they are very good for being like for being a, a legitimate double feature of a of a book um i love that, I love that they, they both hold, uh hold each other up very very well as far as for the, for the ends though i think th- i think you're right it is like almost like this scary sch- schizophrenic uh, aspect but in and then it's just like how like the mom sees like the husband is it's, it's not so much like who you're talking to but then at the on the from the other side it's like who's re- who's really listening on the other side and, and 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 like the the whole kid aspect is just like it's just like another thing, but it is really that. It's just like who like who do you feel like is 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 it that you're hearing over like who is that that, that could really be conveying or or talking on, on the other side? Um, you don't know, but like the fucking dad, I I do love that he's like doing something about it. I, I like, he's, like the sense of control going out in a sweater and shorts, like you don't see that shit, but it, it is a very real outfit that you would go out in. Um, so I just I, I just love that about the dad.
0: Um, I'm, and, I'm a hoodie and shorts person
1: I right exactly <laughs> you don't see that style in comics almost ever yeah it, it felt so real um uh yeah no i'm, I'm a fan of both of these books and again like some of these books like take a second to, to come back but when they do it's just like oh like, this profound love that's like oh this is where we're at um and, and nightfall is just such, such a killer book
0: it gives me a vibe of um did you ever play hellblade a sacrifice not yet i've been wanting to that's a game you need to play. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, play I've on only stream. heard good things from it, so yeah, I do want to get,
0: get it, creeped out. There's it. constant, like, if you listen to it with your headphones on especially, yeah. there's constant whispers. Oh, cool. 360 around you. <laughs> oh, and cool. sometimes they're helpful, and sometimes they're awful, and it creeps you the fuck out.
1: That's like, cool. That's, that's cool. And I, and I want to play it. It's
0: very disturbing. Like,
1: yeah. Like, the, the only thing that kills me is, like, I know that the sequel will be like an, is, is an Xbox exclusive, but I, I do want to play the first one regardless. I would check it out if you could, so. hmm
0: Next up, end of Volume 2. Hopefully just the end of Volume 2, not the series. Or has to. West of Sundown, number 10. Yes. Written by Tim Seeley and Aaron Campbell. Drawn by Jim Terry. Color by Truron and Letter by Crank. Yeah, we come to the end of the Moreau series uh, story. Yeah. And it's got some really great moments. Uh, obviously, we, we're not going to be able to go over everything. Uh, uh, my personal favorite was... Uh, when she goes up against unsightly Anne and is talking about you're made up of different beast creatures than I, the creatures I command, <laughs> and I command them to separate. Yep. I was like, holy fuck, Rosa. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. So fucking dope. Yeah. Um, the the bit with, was it Bouncing Betty? Is that her name? Uh huh. Yeah. The bit with the La La Rona. The only price. And I'm like, Jesus. Like, there's so much great stuff comes to like pass in this, like comes to the, comes to a head. And in the end, um, yeah, it was a really good conclusion. Of the arc Uh, Griffin, I, I'm, I'm happy that Griffin is still a part of the group. Cause I liked him and I didn't want him to just be killed off because of everything, you know what right. I mean? Like, so that was really cool. um, And a really cool ending. Yes. Uh, yes. With, with some teasing for the future. So, renfield eh
1: <laughs> so. right. almost like to bring it back to like the main character rosa just like is she gonna meet her maker it's like oh god
0: yeah i really really liked it i am hoping for a volume three what do you think
1: this would be a great trilogy like I, it has to come back like like this this one was like winner of a book so we just love we just love the the, the simple idea of it <laughs> so even if it is a trilogy and if it ends there so be it but we do need the one more because, yeah, you, 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 all the highlights, like her, the, the split of the, of the night creatures, that was awesome. La, La Llorona with like the, the spider dude, just like burying it, like I was like forcing him into the ground to just drown him in, in to drown him into the ground. Ah, oh, so good um and then yeah so, so i was wondering how like i, I was i was sad to, i was sad to see the dr Moreau go because I, I do love that just that character ip uh in its own and even then like he might come back because like they, they do offer him the island so I, I was so stoked about that um but i was wondering where we're gonna go from here and then that sweet sweet little title card of rm renfield is like okay <laughs> thank you for for the idea for later I cannot wait for West to sign down to come back. It's, it's, I love how much we love this book so much.
0: Yeah. It's funny. Like a lot of vault books are like one volume and done, but if Tim Seeley writes it, it's usually not, it's, gonna yeah, keep it's going to be going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. All right. Speaking of amazing vault books that are going to keep going barbaric. <laughs> Hell to pay. Number three, yes. um, written by Michael Marici art by Nathan Gooden, colored color by Edison Duke and letter by Jim Campbell. Um, so this is this series is going to go to four it looks like yes so that's cool because the other one was three yeah um and we get to find out we basically get a new member of the team and i love how they keep recruiting new members of the team basically it's someone they hate who is convenient for the moment and then they just get along with them for a while so she'll probably be a permanent member of the team why the fuck not right um i don't know if you saw this um but there was some news that I didn't add because I was going to talk about it here okay. about the future of barbaric.
1: Oh no. What is
0: it? And I think it's going to be uh, a very happy thing. I think you're going to really enjoy. I'm pulling it up right now so I can get you the information. Here it is. Um, there's going to be a spinoff of barbaric. Nice. And it is going to be called queen of swords. <sighs> and yes, it's about dead
1: oh yes um all the women in this in this group are first and foremost badass as fuck and then second they're so fucking hot like i love the women in this fucking boat they're so cool
0: yep it's gonna be really really cool uh it's marichi and uh i'm looking because i i want to say it is yeah it is corn howl oh awesome yes so um, if you want a sample of the art, I got a Yahoo. Oddly enough, the first article that came up was a Yahoo finance album or article. Uh, awesome. So but it does have the art on there. Um, there's some covers up top. But if you go down, there's, there's more actual interior art. But so cool. I love Corn art. So I think this is going to be yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, Shadow service is just so fucking great. So it's, it's right? honestly perfectly fitting. Yeah. So
0: I wanted to save that news until we got to this point. So that's yeah. so cool. But, anyways, this issue, uh, cool as fuck. (laughs) I mean, what can you say? Um, The frog dude gets some great moments. Mm -hmm. I expected him to be a nothing character, and of course, I was wrong. Um, I like that uh, Axe didn't really play too much of a role in this one, because sometimes he does need to take a little bit of a step back. Although he did keep calling out that, you know, the cat fight thing, which is pretty funny. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just really cool. Lots of really great character designs in this one some again and always incredible hyper violence i love the tattoo fight you know that was so dope like and then this you know this last glory shot of this dude oh i know awesome that's awesome so many great things going on really really enjoy it what do you think
1: like, go, go, going over, like, the, like, yeah, maybe Axe, like, took a step back, but even then, like, when he does, like, someone else will will, will have a moment to shine, where, like, obviously, like, the women are just the highlights, but so I'm not talking about them. It's, uh, it's like, the only other guy, and, like, the, the, the vampire dude, like, he was actually a badass in, in this issue um the fact that he was, he was holding his own uh oh yeah when when, when axe is like throw me to him <laughs> like, <I laughs> exactly. was like, yeah. so, so it's cool it's, it's almost like like we it's not substitute but it's like there's something else else there to, to take over but i guess that is too um but yeah the, the tattoo fight i love like so so Sorin, like unsheathing blades from tattoos but i love the other character being like, like having this like like rocking chains a, a, a chain is, is just it's just awesome but the fact that it's like, like almost like a bolo t- type of aspect like she she was a badass I, lo- I love how she like she held her her own uh, uh with her powers and, and the frogner being like just being so sophisticated and be like but the, they get closer to to that destination and be like oh well i can't help it make my monster grow type of type of thing happens and it, it's just awesome and and dead hard i <sighs> I love dead heart. She, I, think, I, I think she's like the one that, that, that has won me over from, from forever.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm very excited. Uh, it's the year of acts. They've already told it. So yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, next up, let's talk about image. Oh, uh, image week and a half. Here we go. I'm going to be quick with some of these solos. noctara 13. Written by Scott Snyder, art by Tony S. Daniel, color by Marcelo Maiolo, letter by Anne World Design. Um, we find out more about what happened to Blacktop Bill. Okay. We get that shot, which nice. is great. Uh, he's obviously been embraced by the darkness in a certain way. Um, and really cool, like Cthulhu esque monster here.
1: Oh, what the fuck? That's cool.
0: Yeah, I really like that. The art's always great. Um, they blast him with their big sun cannon. And this happens, and this is 100% a spawn shot, by the way. I don't care it re- what anyone it is. It really is. <laughs> where he just <laughs> says, dark. I'll take that as a no. So that doesn't kill him. Um, and they finally make it to this legendary town, Eos. And they're like in attack. They have to break in. They finally get in. There's a bright light, and they're like, what is this place? And then we see this place is Eos whoa
1: finally some actual light
0: yeah nice so really cool i'll follow up more once the arc is over mm-hmm. monarch number three um this book's so much fun i'm really enjoying this actually it's like a sleeper book for me um written by rodney barnes i'm trying to get to the credits for art art by alex lens colors by louis, louis nct uh, with assistance by Mars silvestri galato and letter by marshall Dillon this one about the young boy who was actually an alien of a race that was invading the earth. They put him in as like an orphan and he was raised, you know, in an orphanage with these other kids. Um, This one really focuses heavily on the other kids and what's going on with them in the school. Like when they're trying to hide from the aliens Mm -hmm. and also his younger sister in the house who basically loves him and knew something was special about him from day one, basically that he was something else. I think she called him the star people. Like, she knew something was different. So, really good. (laughs) It's in issue three. Not a ton of detail I need to get into. Uh, Once again, we'll follow up later on. Stoneheart, number two. This is Emma Emma Kubert's book that she's doing entirely. Um, In the last issue, she became like a blacksmith's apprentice, and it was really cute and stuff. And at the very end of the issue, the blacksmith basically was killed. Well, in this issue, she... Basically, he goes missing. Quote. So she like he went somewhere. He went like traveled somewhere. That's the story. So she doesn't know that he's dead or whatever actually happened to him. I shouldn't assume. Uh, so it's about her kind of adapting to her new life, and especially with this this guy who is like this cute, charming, like fast talker. And I'm I'm obviously already shipping it. So yeah, it's really cute. Like that's a shot of her yelling at him. So yeah. Yes. I love this book. I love Amy Kubota's art. It's really, really great. So, okay, now Jose, talk to me about Two Graves, number six. Oh,
1: man, I'm so conflicted in a good way. So, Two Graves, story by oh. Genevieve Valentine, art by Ming Doyle and Annie, Annie Wu, colors by Lee Lufridge and lettering by Eddie betacar So we're at the we at the conclusion of this volume, and that's the best way best way I can put it because I'm so unsure. <laughs> um, so we, we, we make it. We, Emilia finally made it to the ocean. Like, she wanted to, she wanted to scatter her mother's ashes. That was her whole point. She wanted to scatter, scatter her mother's ashes at the ocean. That was like her final, final wish upon getting there. Uh, in the last issue, um, the other two ladies are on the hunt for not just her, but like the ghost, the, the ghost guy, um, have also like caught up with her. So, how does all end? Um, it opens up in like in this trance where emilia emilia faces up with this like Reaper ghost and it's really interesting because like they just have this whole, this whole conversation and she's not freaked out about it it takes like the face form of her mother's but uh almost like to, so it can be like a comforting thing so they can actually just, like hash it out um and it's almost gonna it's she's kind of basically like almost like rubbing her into like now this like different dynamic on like where emilia's gonna go after here on the outside, the the ghost dude is actually talking about is, is talking to um, the the other two ladies, like like um, Indigo and I forget what what the other uh, lady's name is. Um, basically, on this like on how like what's going to happen to Amelia, and or basically they're, they're trying to let him know to basically just like leave her. Like it's, like they're some it is kind of a toxic relationship. Like they couldn't even touch this whole time, or else like something would happen to him. Um, when she finally comes out of it, it's basically this um, a a, a power a, a power shift dynamic uh, that happens, where they because like there used to be th- three of those ladies that were on the hunt. Emilia right. ba- Emilia basically takes over that third position, and upon doing so, she finally has like this moment with the guy, and they finally do like almost like hold hands. And then, thus, so basically, like the whole danger of it, like where he was looking out for her, giving her these tips, like there was something else that was supposed to happen with Amelia. Maybe, like, this is all, all, maybe this is always her destined path to be part of these, like, reapers, because that's what she becomes. She, like, as soon as upon touching, he has this second chance of life, like that, that weird mask, that, that, that smoky aspect that he had all over his head. Right, it goes away. It starts fading away, and 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 even even his dialogue almost like changes on like he's like anticipating what 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 this could mean, what this could feel. And I was like, he's taking as he's taking off his shoes, and they're they're at the shore. And for him, it just feels cold. He finally feels something as like as like the water like as, as the water goes up uh, goes up to his ankles, and and she finally does her thing. She actually spreads drops the ashes like, into the ocean and she has like that, that sense of closure so now she, so now he he gets he gets left behind as a human and she leaves off with the other two ladies and there's like the there's what do they say like there's basically they're going to go meet up with someone to basically teach like teach her more of like the ropes like what this could mean um and and this they, and they they separate ways and like the part where i'm confused that confused is that it does leave off with a uh, a, a the end uh box over here but you and then, and then we, we still got mm. like these like these info pages like that for for more lore but we do end with this volume one
0: and, mm-hmm. and, and it, mm.
1: so i don't know where we could go from here which is it was also it, it adds more to the mystery what more can we add here but if, if we are calling it a uh, two graves volume one I'm expecting a volume two as well, because that ending was just, like, not open, but I could I could see how that, that could be the ending. But that mystery alone, it's like they, they do allude to, to that someone else that does want to bring Amelia into the fold. And these ladies that were against her, hunting her down, but now they're actually walking her, welcoming her in. Almost like, almost like they were doing this as a favor for, like, the guy, because, like, almost like he didn't deserve this journey with Amelia. Cause like, again, like it was kind of a toxic relationship Not that they were like mean to each other, talking shit to each other, but it was just like the fact that they couldn't bad be- for each other. <laughs> yeah. They were just bad for each other. So, um, it was such an interesting book. I, I one of my, one, one of my sleeper books was, what was this one too grave. So I'm really curious for, for the future of this book.
0: Nice. Next up, Hexware number five. <clears throat> How's missed out? That's one of the ones we were talking about that he missed out on. I did. Um, and it was a good issue too i think you'll really enjoy it when you do read it uh written by tim seeley art by zulima scato lavina art assistance by david farachi color by valentina cuomo and letter by Maurizio clauzzi um you might remember that hexware or the or witchware was thrown through a portal at the end of the last issue um they're essentially in hell they were sent to hell and in this oh, you're muted by the way in this uh in this hell the robot and the girl were separated. That's what I'm saying, like,
1: so, so she went to hell. Fuck.
0: They're both. Yeah. So they're, they're together like separated. So they're both there. Mm. So you get to see them kind of like interact a bit. Yeah. And in the meantime, in the reward, her parents are basically adopting the boy. They're like, we have a bedroom. Why don't you just sleep here? Like, Why don't you move in with us? Um, so that's really interesting. Um, to get out of hell, they have to like climb this mountain, and they do so, and it's really interesting. It's a journey. We go back to the Lycan, the werewolf dude from the last issue that I really liked. He's involved. I'm not gonna tell you how. Yes. I'm being line in spoilers because I want you to read it. Um it's really good. It's a really, really good mm-hmm. issue. Um It definitely develops the relationship between the where and her and like what's like because they've been combined basically the entire book we Mm -hmm. haven't really developed that so i think it's really cool so really good next up dark ride number five nice this book written by joshua williamson drawn by andrea brayson uh colors by adrian lucas and letter by Pat so so uh you might remember that this is the one about the, the the devil's um amusement park and people are going missing basically being sacrificed and stuff. And there's a struggle between the brother and the sister who stand to inherit this, uh, the sister being Halloween and the brother who's more like I'm the business type. And like he, he's not really into like the occult, like his dad was or anything like that. Whereas Halloween seems to be so, but more of like performative. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting. It flashes back because uh, the very, very beginning of this the series, you might remember that he killed his the dad killed his first wife, and buried her in the desert where this location's taking place. Um, but he didn't have kids yet, so he got remarried in this, and so it shows the remarried. Basically, he builds the beginning of the park. Um, there's some workers working. He walks up. Um, one of the workers is a cute young girl. He takes her with her to his version of the tunnel love and scares her so she like falls into his arms and then it cuts to her giving birth to their children. Um and it's like a, a difficult birth. And it's really interesting because like she says, like after the birth, she's like, why, why aren't the babies crying? Where are my babies? And the doctor's like, I'm sorry, there were complications. And then the dad, who's like, what are you talking about, doctor? Here they are. Mm. And they're perfectly healthy. And I'm like, what did he do? And then the mom bleeds out from the nose and dies
2: immediately. Oh, no.
0: So she was the sacrifices that I'm gathering to get them alive. Um, And yeah, it's just more of like the political struggle between the brother and sister of who's going to run it. The brother is actually trying to solve the mystery of what what the fuck's going on. They found this insane place underground with this weird totem. Mm Mm-hmm. And when you see it, it's got a picture of his mother's face on it uh-huh. and he's going to stop it. And this old man who is his father, I'm assuming comes out and says, she must stay clean with oh, an ax. <laughs> so nice. very cool. I love this book. All right. Next up little monsters.
2: Oh my God.
0: <laughs> 12. So, um, yeah, let's just start with the final word of the book, which is concluded.
2: Yeah, fuck.
0: Written by Jeff Lemire, art by Dustin Nguyen, letter by Steve Wands. Um, yeah, obviously I think that means to be concluded because there's an issue 13 next to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know why they did it that way. I thought it was kind of funny. But everything's coming to head. The 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 hunter dude is coming up. Um, the kids are, you know, separating into their own little groups. And in order to survive this, it seems like they do come to an agreement to work together. But, of course, that's not going to work out in the long run. We all know it. And part of me was wondering if they were going to turn the girl. Right. I was thinking that might happen. Uh, but we'll we'll see. Uh, we do see several of the kids get offed. So we're definitely coming to the end. Yeah. Um, I hate to say, fortunately... But it's the it's the shitty ones <laughs> it's the ones that fed you know what i mean like for the most so, part yeah yeah for the most part i mean but um it's so good i got i don't know what cover you got but i got this cover oh yeah same i love it so
1: mm-hmm.
0: one issue left i'm pretty sure what do you think
1: i'm just curious if, if
0: Romy's finally gonna break break
1: their silence like if it's really all coming to a head like Romy, you, you you gotta say something please i need to hear from you so bad because i let out like i i did feel bad for like in, in the middle uh for the two that 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 went away i mean especially like, how they went like it just it just sucks I would, the the first one was just pretty brutal the other one was like a, a classic vampire death but that last page like i let out an audible like out loud no cuz i didn't want that to fucking happen only because i can only
0: imagine the repercussions of like i'm was, waiting i'm waiting for a confirmed death of, of saying goodbye <laughs> in
1: the next issue and only because yeah, it's an yeah. ending so I'm, I'm gonna have to say goodbye so oh my gosh and he's such a one of the characters i profoundly fucking love from the beginning being biased over like their their interests but oh my god what a great book and it's just like I'm, I'm gonna be really sad to see it go for next month
0: yeah definitely so we still have five image books left, and we always—that tells you how much these books matter to us. These five, because they're this late, but we're already into finales mm-hmm. and shit. Let's talk about Radiant Black number twenty-three. Not a finale, but a very important book for us image-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, written by Kyle Higgins, art by Eduardo Federgato, colored by Row Gola, and let, or colored by Marcelo Costa as well. Letter by Becca Carey. Uh, so we get a lot of Radiant Yellow in this one, which I really like because I think he's underused and very cool and basically everything escalates to the point that the robots are attacking and they have to defend themselves against the robots. We find out that their plan to prevent the war didn't work, which we kind of assumed because we know there's a war coming up. Yeah. Um, And we get Marshall's coolest moment ever. And I already know. So loved a power up. Yep. Before a Henshin. And yes. And he looks sick as hell. And it's just cool. And there's still the whole like sharing the radiant Mm -hmm. and the fact Marshall was able to do this. Does that say something about him versus, you know, the other's capabilities? Like, it's really interesting. And also them going back to existence. existence, Yes. To hash it out. Yeah. Kind of the same time that Pink was doing it in her book. You're right. So very interesting. I really liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun um the power-up look badass i mean what can you say it looks so cool so that's the main thing i took away from it what do you think um damn it okay so i i just
1: decided to look to look up the like at least the second one out of the three but i want to say that that the three dudes they met up is kyle higgins eduardo ferrigato i just can't tell who the third guy is because there's some very similar features between at least like eduardo and kyle with like
0: two out of the three dudes (laughs) That makes sense that they would be those three podcaster dudes. Exactly you know? right. Like, they would make themselves. That. I didn't even think about that.
1: Um, but that, that that was a great bit, and I'm, I'm hoping I'm right because that'd be so fun to get meta with it. Uh, but the fight, the the I love that they called it a level up. Like it is like a second hension into it, and um, it's cool that we, what it would be kind of a they did kind of clarify because I was wondering what the other glitchy cape dude was. I thought that would be like a future version of the radiant black, and then hence like cuz like uh Marshall would would bust out the, the cape for 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 that for that extra move. So but but we did get a, a clarification that there's like a whole other person and they might be teaming up with that person now too being like as antagonistic as they are, um we might need to join forces for 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 the betterment cuz these robots are not fucking around.
0: Yeah. yeah I but- hope it leads I hope it leads to them both getting the right entity. Yeah, and me too. the power. Mhm. Although that's a cool conflict. It's always interesting to be like, give it to me. I need it right now. You know, but, Yeah, almost like a, I, I think it'd be cool. Like almost like a green lantern thing. Green Ranger. I mean,
2: <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. All right. I got to be very quick with this book. Cause Hosway skipped out on it know, accidentally oh, all against all number five of five. Here's I hate cover that we've been back and
1: forth this book between you and
0: I, <laughs> I know. Cause I missed four. Um, Written, art, and co-created by Alex Paknadel and Caspar Vingard, and lettered by Hassan Atzmani oh. Al-Haw. <sighs> it ended very well. Ooh, okay. I don't know what I can possibly say to you. What? I I honestly do not know how to talk about this book without spoiler for you.
1: Damn it. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to Cosmic tomorrow. I need, I need, I need this issue. It's,
0: it's really good. It definitely draws all the arcs to a conclusion. Oh, and it's probably not the conclusion you would think. Cool, okay. Is what I will say. I think you will really, really like it. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Check it out, everybody. It's a really great book. All against all. It's only five issues, and they're all out right now. So.
2: Nice. Oh,
0: okay, I'm going to it down tomorrow. Next up, Chroma number four. Oh my god. <laughs> Created, written, and drawn by Lorenzo De Felici. Letter by Russ Wooten. <sighs> Once again, it draw it drew all the arcs to, into an end. Everything was resolved. Mm-hmm. And I really like the conclusion of it all. I like where we ended up. I love the time skip. I should point that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, hmm, I'm trying to think how it would be spoiler light, but I think we have to be a little spoilery with this one. A little bit, okay. I like the way she destroys society and then tells itself to build it rebuild itself. <laughs> yes. She doesn't appoint herself the new leader or something. She's like, "Well, that shit wasn't working, so do better." And walks off basically. I really like that. And just a haunting last shot was just so good. Like with that kid's face. Mhm. And then the to my father, you know, like ah, uh, this was such a great book. I really really enjoyed it from start to end I highly recommend chroma to everybody out there what you think
1: I, I I love this book so much it, it was one of, it was one of those those highlights I was like I knew there was something special about it from the first issue and I wanted it to hold out I wanted it to 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 to, to keep being special and it did I, I love most of them'm referring to Z I love that that didn't get taken away. I love that that actually meant something from the first issue, like, and then we get carried over. I love that even even if they had like a loophole between issues two and three to still talk to Zet, even Zet wasn't a part of this of this last issue. It wasn't about him anymore. Not that
0: Zet. Exactly. <laughs> there was a Zet. <laughs>
1: exactly. Um, and but so so then so just coming up all coming up all I uh, on just Chroma, she was just so badass. The taking care of that fucking asshole and and oh yeah fuck that guy and it's like they had their own conversations but we come back to like her holding his head like saying thank you and it's like oh they hashed it out and that bottom panel is just everything was just so fucking cool and then to her coming back and like I I, I get like not to compare it but to just like to, to just reference it on how different of a how impactful it can be while having these two like almost like similar Similar endings, but like (laughs) Daenerys in Game of Thrones before the show to just burn it all down, and it's like, well, we fucking hated that. But in this case, it's a similar outcome. But oh my god, like the way she was able to reset everything, like like you said, like it just like it it meant so much, and like to just like her being like to the the whole start over, start over part, like her meeting like the dad, and it's like him going out was just pretty fucking baller where he had his own guilt but it was just like dude like you let that fucking pride win over your love for your daughter like that's all on you so the fact that he just like took that decision upon himself like god this book is just so freaking heavy but it delivers everything so well um yeah i i I love yeah into the time skip her just like on her own path and then the last page just like this is the new start this is like all anew. Chroma was just, is such a special book. I love that it held up all four issues that are strong.
0: Yeah, it was great all the way through. Mm-hmm. Great book, yeah. I wonder if Steven turned around it. I know Steven wasn't a big fan when I talked to him. Oh, okay. I was like, why? What? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. I was like, this is like straight up your alley, bro. <laughs> like, um, All right. Next up, Black Cloak 4. Yes. This book is so fucking good. <laughs> I love Black Cloaks so much, guys. Like yeah. I can't, I can't it's express. Really how much. good. Written by Kelly Thompson. Art and colors by Meredith McLaren. And letters by Becca Carey. Every single pay or panel of the the interaction with the Merfolk, <laughs> yeah, was fantastic. Um, I loved all of it. Um, uh, it was funny, but it was also really sweet. Yonheim was love was just like, oh my God, like so just sad. Um, I like the twist of them being on the run. I like that we get an intimate moment with her and her girlfriend. Yeah. Um, Just, and we get the backstory about why, why, why was she outcast? We get the full story mm-hmm. and it's heartbreaking and it's really like, I have a thing for the, the second generation Pain for the first generation sins. It really kind of like digs into me a little bit. It, it's one of those things that really bothers me, but it's a really good story. And this does this very, very well. And the ending, that last page, that was a hell of a last page. And now we get to see where this is going to go. Um, I, I really like that. I, specifically, I love the last panel, her face in that. Oh, yeah. Like, she's not just angry, she's visibly nervous. Like, like not sure what's gonna happen, not sure how she feels, you know, like and like we we've
1: seen so many expressions off of her. Like this yep. is like another
0: new one. That's we we talk about it every time. Meredith's real biggest strength is the amount of expression she gets out of these characters. Yes. And that one right there just speaks volumes to me. I love that shot. So love it from the beginning with the the Merfolk and the you know, them going on the run and the de and the the surprise almost spoiler for people. <laughs> um I loved it. What do you think? It's just one of those books I
1: really love getting lost in, like in, in like in, in the world, the world building where we go, where they take us. I just I'm, I'm so excited to be a part of it. Like, yeah, like the, the merfolk, like tripping out with the mermaids and then, but at the same time, tripping out with the mermaids, but not in a fun way. Like, it's, it's going to be scary because you don't know how they're going to react. It's like play your fucking cards right. It could just go south at any point um but yeah touching up with the girlfriend and just like having a little intimate moment just like it's not just like about the sex but it's like this is still a very real relationship like fuck it why not let's just let's just talk it out because i I need to fucking talk to you too Um, and she had some residual high so she's like yeah yeah yeah. uh but yeah but obviously like the backstory is 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 what we've been waiting for and it was just like so well explained then to just get that cliffhanger just get that cliffhanger just like just tie even more together yeah, I just, Black Look is just one of those like really great books that are out right now.
0: Yeah, it's so good. Like, it might be my favorite image book right now. Yeah, like, it's, a it's a good human. contender.
1: Yeah.
0: Especially because our final book has ended. <laughs> eight Billion Genies, yeah. number eight. Oh my God. Written by Charles Soule, art design cover by Ryan Brown, colors by Ryan Brown and Kevin Nipstein, and letter by Chris Crank. The last eight centuries. (laughs) It all comes full circle, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So quick story. I went to, I got this from Greg's and I asked uh, Eric behind the, um, the counter, did you read 8 Billion Genies yet? He said, yes. And I said, don't spoil. Did you like the ending? And he said, I think that the previous issue wrapped up all the major characters very well and this is looking forward to the future. Yeah. He said, I, I think it was very satisfying for me that I really enjoyed it. And then he specifically said, it's a way better ending than nice house on the lake. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he, every, every ending he compares to nice house on the lake now, which I think is very funny. That is um, so hilarious. So we get to find out like what happens when there's only one genie left. And we get to flash back to, you know, the bartender and how he became the last genie and what became of that. Cause we knew he was a genie he told us that originally. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's, it's this really cool reunion where Daisy comes back to the bar, spends, I think it was what, roughly seven months there. And then the Zhang's daughter also shows up, Betty. They're the last two. They're the descendants. The only two descendants of all the characters we knew. So this is literally the remaining of the canon for us. And they have a talk. And they realize they're the only two wishes left. And now what's going to happen? And the whole thing is, the, the genie bartender reveals, he's always been searching for the perfect wish. Yeah. The wish you can make that would end the cycle and then there'll be no need for genies anymore because humanity finally figures shit out and doesn't need genies anymore <laughs> and i'm not going to talk about what the wish is no the final wish is made though it's obvious actually yeah. actually the next to final wish is made and that was a really touching moment yeah and then the final wish is made and it's it's so perfect and it calls back to the beginning of the series. <laughs> yeah. In the best way. Like, I absolutely loved it. And then at the end, the next eight seconds, human population, 8 million, genie population, or 8 billion, 8 billion. genie population, zero. Finally. Yep. You also notice there's no moon. <laughs>
1: That's another <laughs> thing.
2: <laughs> so,
0: Just perfect yeah. waves. Just perfect waves on this earth. I I fucking love this book. Yeah. It was pretty much perfect from beginning to end. I absolutely adored it. Just ah. Oh, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil the wish because it's the whole point of the series. Yeah, no. And if anyone's listening who hasn't read it, you have to read it yourself. We can't tell you what happens. Mm-hmm. So other
1: than that, what do you think? Um so I love that it's like so we've been we've been excited to see what was going to happen for like the next eight centuries, but this issue actually like with the explanation of like the bartender, this issue actually explained that the last 16 centuries just like to tie it all together which is actually really cool um if anything you could read this first like the first half of the of the last issue could be your prologue to that if you want to read in chronological order but i mean you get some spoilers along the way uh but at the same time they're not full-on spoilers it's just it's just a story of the fucking bartender which is kind of
0: cool i love Uh, the implication that he caused the black death
1: (laughs) He caused so much just because
0: he was bored. Because he's like, I oh, we'll slow down this population control a little bit. <laughs> like, like he's he's the origin of Count Dracula and shit like that. Yeah. I was like, holy fuck! I'll prolong, I'll prolong, well, I'll prolong
1: um, Genie Day for like a little bit longer. Just like, oh god, it was so good. And then and then and then like the evolution of like the bar when he when he's finally settling down. Like that was a good touch. Um, yeah, no, it's it's like for the fact that I've been calling this book like my scariest book of last year because it was. The last issue was anything but scary, and I, I I loved how touching, how tender it was down to the final wish. It's definitely one of my favorite books I, I've read because i I'm just what a ride. Like yeah, and I, and and he's right. Like the last issue was like the one that really tied all together. Like this ep- this one felt more like an epilogue um, to to tie it all together. So yeah, it's just, I, I fucking I thoroughly love Maple and Genies. It was such a ride.
0: Yeah, just a quick hint. The first wish is also the last wish. Yep. <laughs> that's that's yeah, which I thought was the best synergy ever. I love that circle. Yeah, or so. like
1: you, you maybe like looking at looking at it back now. Like I I would like to see if that panel, if the bartender has like a a particular expression, is like, oh shit, she almost had it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So okay, wonderful. Let's move on to DC. We don't have a lot of DC books this week. Danger Street number five. I get it. <laughs> I get it now. Okay. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but I actually get this book now. Um, Written by Tom King, art by Jorge Fornis, colored by Dave Stewart, and lettered by Clayton Cowles. Uh, There's a really great fight between Orion and Starman, which was just really, really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything kind of comes together in the same town, except for the fact that Manhunter is killing all these billionaire children. That's a whole separate story. We get a Batman appearance, which usually doesn't sell a book for me, but he's there. And it's really, really cool. Uh, he confronts Jack after his show. Um, there's a lot going on. And there's going to be a big climactic moment in the next one. Uh, they also, the dead boy, they steal his body. <laughs> nice. It's a long story. They're going to try to bring him back to life, essentially. And it, it's really, it's really good. I, I am enjoying it now in retrospect. I just need to know where the fuck we're going. And it took a while. So, um, good stuff if you like a good black label book it's, it's a good choice i think so i cannot believe this is the book i was most excited to talk about for dc this week batman incorporated <laughs> number seven both for good and bad reasons i will tell you right now this is the second part of the professor pig arc written by ed brisson art by michelle bandini colors by rex Locus, and letter by clayton cowles um, and it does wrap up the Professor Pig arc. It was only two issue arc. Uh, they fight Professor Pig. Long story short, they kind of have to fight him in two different locations, essentially. And Clown Hunter, um, does the right thing. Basically, like he does a really good job. Um, and it, it's really cool, and I really enjoyed it. There's a really great like story of like, um ghost hunter wants to kill the bad guys because basically professor pig has like 10 of batman's bad guys captured and he's like i could just kill all these people like it's like riddler and shit yeah he's like i'll just kill them and they'll never hurt anybody ever again and instead he's like i'm in batman's town i'm gonna do it as batman would calls the bat family they come get him, and he tells Nightwing, he's like listen when these people get out and they kill someone else that's on you He's like, every single time they kill somebody, that's on you for not doing what needs to be done. Damn. And he's like, yeah, that's yeah, true. It's true. <laughs> and then it closes with a scene of him sitting there watching the monitor of all these breaking news. More than four dead and a dozen injured after, you know, escape conflicts, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. You're like all these different people that got out. Firebug burned to fit. And, like, and he's just sitting there just furious listening to people die because Batman can't kill somebody. And then. What's my least favorite thing about DC comics? Uh, the Joker. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so one of the retired Batman Inc. Uh, who passed it on to his uh, son. Calls his son. And he's like, I'll come see you soon, dad. He's like, all right, cool. He turns around or someone says, your son ain't coming, is he? He goes, who? And he gets shot to death. And. We see this, who is a. Rodeo clown. Yeah. I believe his name is Dusty Bronco. (laughs) Okay. And then the most threatening thing I've ever seen in a comic book. I've never seen two words threatened to never make me buy another issue of a book ever again (laughs) appears. Next issue Joker Inc. Oh. Why the fuck? (laughs) damn <laughs> i know i i'll give it a shot yeah but i swear to god <laughs> you can just <laughs> like,
1: be that at any point
0: <laughs> like uh, it's not their fault i'm sure it's not their fault i'm sure they're like let's make joker in cap and they'll give them their own book and i'll hate it i'll hate it so much but <laughs> i'll try i'll try my best that being said hostway. Yeah, Superman lost number two.
1: Number two. So, um, there it is. Um, plot and script by Priest. Plot and pencils by Carlo um, Pagulayan. Inks by Jason Paz. Colors by Jeremy Cox. And letter by Willie Schubert. So it opens up again. where back on Earth. Lewis is b- pretty much like just jaded at at Bruce. This is who she's talking to. But Bruce is just just Bruce just wants to check up on on Clark because again. It's only been. It was only like the t- maybe the two hours when uh, when the justice went out and defeated this thing, and the Superman showed up in his mind twenty years later. Um, so again, Lewis is like halfway blaming Bruce for like not taking care of like uh, uh, of Clark at, at this point because Batman can do anything. But what's what's interesting though is like basically like Lewis just like just hangs up on on Bruce being like yeah sure what what, what the fuck ever bye I'll, I'll handle it, and she's reminding Clark to breathe. To just like to take in a breath because like again twenty years out in space, he was just holding it. He was just holding those long periods, and and Bruce and Clark has to be like, oh yeah, sure, you're you're right, thanks. <gasps> That's it. So then we cut to his his space adventure and like the, the the moments after he was blipped through that portal through that through that singularity um portal, and these really cute aliens like pick him up, and they're like I, I've heard like they're, they're just like salvagers. And then they find like, oh shit, but that's a really nice cape. Um, like uh, the whole field pot is empty, but that's a nice cape. So so they put it, they they pick him up. It's really funny. They pick him up, and like then they start they start work, they they realize obviously they're not part of his species, so they start working his DNA to start figuring out this like this uh, language uh, translator, and they tell him to breathe. And he takes this one big ass breath, and then his head hits the fucking floor. And then one of the aliens goes like, Les, you built up a vocabulary for this language yet? I'm working on it, bits and pieces. Query, what is carbon dioxide? <laughs> and they're like, oh, sorry about that. Like, we're, we're fixing we're fixing the, the the atmosphere, oxygen, nitrogen atmosphere now. And so finally Clark is able to breathe correctly. <laughs> um, he explains to them that it's like, yo, this shit happened back on my place. Um I basically went through a, a singularity portal and I had to go in by myself or else I was going to bring in my whole team with me and they were going to fucking die. And these assholes basically just like, they're like, yo, okay, cool. I, that's that's crazy. We kind of don't believe you because nobody would survive that. Um, but we can take it back to your planet. No fucking problem. For money. <laughs> and uh, Clark is like, I don't have money. So they just like airlock him out into the next fucking planet that's there. And and he's falling, he's falling hard. Obviously, he's still he's still hella weak. Um, as he's re- as he's plummeting, he's realizing that why he can't fight it. And then he looks over and it's like this planet has two moons. And he, it's like and he's he's, he's, str- he's struggling to adapt to it. And and he fucking hits the ground hard. It's this like desolate place, like it's like it's like almost like this this radioactive like type of planet. Like everybody has like their own mask. They can't they, they can't live without it for for long. Again, like, this whole thing is about him, like, struggling to breathe. And it's also, like, the struggle with, like, fighting off, like, the sense of gravity and how, like, he's able to, like, gravity is a key word on this issue. Um, But he's able to finally get enough enough, uh, strength to be able to propel himself into the air and just scope this planet out. It is very much like ours. There are, like, these cities, these buildings. But everything's pretty much desolate. Everything's gone to shit up until he sees, like, this wall. He, he finds, like, this, like, this arctic place. And there's, like, a wall with, like, some, some writing on it. He can't make sense of it. And he sees over it, and it's just, like, this very pretty green pastures. Mm-hmm. He meets this guy named Victor, though that's not his name. That's just the, um, that's his title. And it's not like he's, like, just, like, this, like, overlord over all this he doesn't even go out to the other side he's just trying to protect this side of the land um, to try to keep it that way Um, so so once again clark explains that he was he was displaced through through this like artificial singularity and now he's here he's he's struggling to get back earth Um, he he explains that he can kind of reach back earth if he can just like reach if he'll never get back home if he can't reach like near, like even near the speed of light, like it's, 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 it's like the way he's trying to explain it to him, uh, to, to Victor. Um, and even then he doesn't grab the grasp the concept of like near light and it's like, it's like a measure of time and distance, but it's like the only way I can, I can get to it. So they, they almost kind of work together. Um, because by by the end of it, he's, he's able to, clock is able to get off planet, but now it's referenced to the cover and he has this, like really dope, like, just white suit with a jetpack, which is weird. It's yeah, pretty cool, but it is pretty dope. Um, and, and so, so that, that was like his first destination, just like hopping from one place to another. And next is the tide or sea world, a space od- uh, odyssey. And yo, know, Superman losses is, is coming to be like a very interesting book. Just like just focusing on Clark and just like out in space, lost in space. It, it's just, it's re- it's really fucking cool.
0: Nice. Um, my next book is Wildcats number six. Uh, I love Wildcats so much. And this served me a little bit of a treat, I'll say. Um, written by Matthew Rosenberg. Arts by Steven Segovia and Tom Dernick. Colored by Omar Santos and letter by Theron Um So obviously this is dealing with Wildcats, uh, all these Wildstorm characters that I you know, grew up with and I really enjoyed. Um, it's revealed to the rest of the group the Grifter's are still alive, which is cool. Nice. Um, they're obviously very happy to see him. <laughs> so, um, and then they get, they get jumped es- er, essentially. Well, not jumped, but they end up having a fight with some other characters, including my favorite Wildstorm character. And I'm very excited that he's here because I absolutely love him. And that is backlash, but he barely appears like, <laughs> like, and I was like, no, make him a member of the team. I love him so much. like, uh he literally just gets punked out almost immediately which makes sense don't get me wrong but i love him so much i wish he was in it more but that was a delightful little treat for me don't get me wrong um we also get to find out more about um spartan uh which is one of the the other team and how spartan isn't as he seems again i don't want to spoil it but it's a really cool twist and i really appreciated what they did there um a lot, it's a twisty issue and it definitely deals with a lot and again it's really hard to talk about it without spoiling um but i really enjoy it i i literally never hear anybody else talking about this book and i'm very worried about it because i really enjoy it and i'm so worried you remember when we were like very worried the teen titans academy was going to get canceled yeah even though we hadn't heard anything, that's kind of how I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, oh, no, like, this is going to be bad. You know, like, this is going to get canceled. And yeah, um, but yeah, thank you at least for giving me um, uh, an appearance of backlash. I, I do have backlash number one signed by Brett Booth, by the way. Nice. Uh, so that's one of my prized possessions. Absolutely love that. I don't have Stormwatch three, which is his actual first appearance. Oh, okay. I would like to get that and cuz somebody asked me Jim Lee's going to be at Phoenix Comic Con they're like what would you have him sign and I'm like I have no idea. <laughs> like and then I was thinking about it later I'm like yeah, Backlash's first appearance is what I have him sign. Yeah, cuz cool. I love that character so much. His designs ridiculous. It's very Im- early image but I love it. So. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. I, I I really enjoy Wildcats and um it's very fun. And for the record Grifter is nothing like Gambit and I was very wrong <laughs> to say that. Uh I love Matthew Rosenberg, but he, he kind of like jokingly called me out on it, and I took it too seriously because I I was like, oh no, it was the Manda episode. Oh, okay. So I, I was trying to sell it to her because she loves Gambit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's like Gambit. He's basically Gambit, is what he said. And he's like, basically Gambit. And I was like, no, no, my nerd cred, it's all gone. <laughs> and he was just teasing me, but I thought he was being serious. I was like, oh God, I'm sorry. I don't mean that. But yeah, he's not Gambit, but he's amazing. I yeah. love him. So. Um uh, next book. Sandman Universe Nightmare Country Glass House number one. I had to get this cover, dude.
1: That's so, oh my god, I didn't even
0: see that one. I did not get that one. That's it's, awesome. a, it's a wraparound.
1: Oh what? Okay, we did not get that one.
0: That one's yeah, so cool. It's gorgeous. Um we'll run down the creative team real quick. Uh written by James Tynan, art by Lissandro Esthern. Color by Patricio Del Peach, letter by Simon Bolin. And um, I want to say this is the Rod Reese cover. Because it's not the one in 25. Or is it, it's the Reiko Mur- Mur- Murakami. Reiko Murakami oh, cover. Okay. Oh, go. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, so we get this new Sandman series. And of all the supporting Sandman characters to come back, if you told me to be Ken, I I wouldn't believe you. <laughs> like, like he didn't matter, and he was a piece of shit anyways. Um, he is only a supporting character in this story, which I think is a very interesting story. Um, I really like it. It is following up on the Last Sandman Universe book that we were reading uh, featuring the Corinthian, and it does seem like he will be featured at least in some way in this one, too, because mm-hmm. they tease him a little bit. But um, this one definitely seems to be more related to Hell, and instead of the dreaming, you know what I mean? And I think that's really cool. There's so much great imagery in this one. And the idea of the the club he goes to
2: mm-hmm.
0: was really terrifying. And the girl he meets up with. So that's, that's a callback. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so I really, really liked it. I thought it was a great start. What'd you think? I really like how the
1: series or like, nightmare country is like just developed. It's not an ongoing, but it's like what we're, we're hitting a trilogy here like with the series. Uh, very interesting. Um, how like I mean, this one is, is definitely taking a beat uh, uh, away from like the the last series, but it's like again, like we're focusing on, like you said, on Ken, an aspect of hell. Um, but the Corinthian is still around, yeah. But it's just starting out, so I'm actually very curious where this one could possibly go, because um, it's just it's been it's been a really interesting series so far with like like from like the first two series. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just waiting for it. Yeah,
0: that's one of my things I love the most about the original Sandman run is. You're introduced to Barbara. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barbie. Yeah. And you're like, this character does not matter. And she ends up becoming arguably the most important character that yeah. is human in the entire series. Mm-hmm. Like just from how much she's around and how much happens to her and stuff. And so it is cool to follow up with her ex and compare where she ended up versus where he's ended up. It's very interesting. Yeah. So that guess a piece of shit. Anyways, <laughs> so final DC book, Lazarus Planet Revenge of the Gods number three. Yes. Uh, written by G. Will Wilson. Penciled by Emanuela Lupacino and Sean Thormi. Inked by Emanuela Lupacino and Raul Fernandez. Colored by Jordi Belair. letter by Pratt Brousseau. Um, yeah, really cool issue. Um, dealing with uh, Billy essentially losing his powers in so, in so many words. Um, I love seeing Hecate's uh, true allegiances, but are they the true allegiances? Because they're kind of a... A fluid character; they kind of do what the fuck they want. Yeah, um, Yara showing back up is great. Um, just uh, Billy being in a girl's form for a while, and he's like, "Hey, like just for a split second. He's like, "Hey, what the?" And yeah, um, I love the bit with uh, with Hermes and Aphrodite. Aphrodite. They're yes. just so the Greek gods are or Greek slash Roman gods are just the worst. Yeah. Um, we get Diana back, which is really cool um we get to see more we get to see the team and i loved it because it was like okay so it's diana and uh cheetah it's like hopefully you get some backup and so it, it was like yeah uh etta where's her backup and etta shows up i'm like it, it's steven's Stiggy, <laughs> like like or that is that it like it's Stiggy, you know it's, it's the couple um and I'm like is that it because uh, I mean that's cool and all but this is a lot Maybe bigger and are. then and then, of course that's when the captain because that's his new codename the captain and Yara Flores show up and I'm like okay we're good now Real powerhouses. And, and then I love this battle shot of the two sides yes I love it most because Edda is way in the back like yeah you guys get them <laughs> and I was Call like shots <laughs> like you got it guys like she's, it's literally she looks like a Pokemon master <laughs> and these are all her pokemon she's like you know the captain used thunderbolt like it's ridiculous so i love it um we get a big fight now there's only one issue of this left Uh uh-huh and we get the coolest reveal i never thought i'd be happy to see aries
1: i don't know what to make of that
0: (laughs) yeah i love it it's so cool so um yeah and then of course we also got the backup story uh, from Becky Clinton, Michael Conrad, Alitha Martinez, Mark Morales, John Livesey, Alex Gamaras, and Becca Carey about what's going on, you know, with the other um, with the other Amazon Amazons. So that's really cool. I'm really enjoying that too. So, what do you think?
1: Um, I mean, like, so Ares, like, not even call it, can't even call him the the hooded figure anymore, but Ares, like, he's been for this event. He's been nothing but helpful, or at the very least, maybe not helpful, but he's he's been moving these pieces where it seems like he's been wanting them where he's been helping our heroes, but it's just like, it's Ares. I don't know what to make of it yet. Uh, I guess. Thank you for now. (laughs) Um,
0: Uh, you can't really trust Ares. (laughs)
1: Fuck no. Um, but, um, but Hippolyta showing up again, that was really cool. Especially with like the backup story, tying it back to Historia with the with the other like first goddesses, right. That was a great full circle moment for not just like the the Wonder Woman uh the the Clunrad run Wonder Woman run but bringing in Historia in, into the fold. It's just like it's it's going to be a great fucking finale. Um I'm wondering if like if so if it'll just oh no, it says like the war rages on for like for the next Wonder Woman issue is, it will be the will be the next tie. So that's actually really cool. Um yeah, I I've, I've, I've been really loving Revenge of the Gods. Um it's, it's been so sweet.
0: I wish Mary didn't disappear off the face of the earth. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so other than that, it's really good. So, all right, next up, let's talk about Marvel and good God, this episode is going to be long. Okay. <laughs> I'll be quick. Star Wars. Dr. Afra, uh, Written by Alyssa Wong. Art by Miku Jung. Colored by Rochelle Rosenberg and letter by Joe Carl Magna. This is kind of like what happened for the Afra crew at the end of Hidden Empire where Afra is separated from the spark. Finally, her team comes together to save her. It's, um, it's just fun and heartwarming and kind of like is about their, like their relationship. So in the end, they all end up back together as a team. So it was really great. Uh highlight for me is peach Moko cover. Nice. For, for Damina tag, who is the, the lady who employs them, the one who runs the family business and is heartless. And I love her. Next up, Star Wars The High Republic, number eight. I got this variant cover because I liked it. Oh, that's a good one. <clears throat> this is the one about the city under siege with the Jedi being, you know, blamed for everything. Written by Kevin Scott, art by David Messina, colored by Frank William, letter by Ariana Mayer. Um basically this this issue is about them deciding to go into the desert to try to stop the bad guys from getting the the gimmick, you know, the Deus Ex Machina. Um and it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. Um I will say that the cover of the next issue is very worrying <laughs> because it looks like there might be a betrayal, but I think that might just be a cover of liberty. We'll see. Mm. But good stuff too. Next up, Captain Marvel 48. I got a Stormbreakers cover for Elena Casa Grande.
1: Ooh, Oscar one.
0: Yeah. Uh Written by Kelly Thompson. Art by Sergio DeVia, Inked by Sean Parsons. colors by Ceci de la Cruz. And letter by Clayton Cowles. Continuing this brood story. And we get this really cool like series of events. And uh, now you did read this one you said, right? I did. With Binary being like a badass <sighs> after being freed. I like Gambit recharging her by just using his powers to just literally shoot energy into her. <laughs> um, Just like what?
1: For, further unstabilizing her?
0: <laughs> yeah. I like Rogue and um, uh, Rogue and, oh, my God, my mind went blank. Completely blank. Polaris, is there? No, no. Oh, my God. Um, Hazmat. Jesus Christ. They built their little mini Iron Man suits just out of nowhere. I was like, what? (laughs) I'm like, that's cool. I love it. And, um, yeah, just doing everything they can to fight the bad guys off. It's really, like, a lot of fun. And then at the end, there's, like, a really emotional moment between Binary and in Captain Marvel, and what's going to happen. Yeah. And then like Captain Marvel powers up essentially is what I'll <laughs> say. So, um, I hope binary is okay. Cause I really like that character. Oh, so man. we will see, but this series is coming to an end very soon. So yeah. And I mean, I could see the temptation to kill a character off so no one else can fuck it up. <laughs> so <That's true. laughs> yeah, but I really enjoyed it. Anything you want to add?
1: I mean, it's also that it's like, like I, the, the way of of the finality uh of that character especially was like the conversation the conver- it, it wasn't like an in-person conversation. it was one of those like astral conversations where it's just like oh like, like, the, the way Carol asks asks it it's just it's so brutal it's it's, just, it's so heavy um great issue but it's like but 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 then um I love how how Kelly Thompson has like she's coming into to her finale like I love how she, how she mapped this all out. I love like for like her final arc. It was Carol bringing Carol into like a kind of like well, first of all, like the Brood, which is such a pivotal um, um, antagonist for Carol, but then also par- partnering up with uh, bringing it back to um, teaming up with the X Men because like she had like that that era of like her running with the X Men. So I, I do love the the full circle of it all. I do love the thought of it to to get to here, like the, the culmination of getting to here it has it has it was a very very good cool touch.
0: Yeah, definitely, and we will talk about the room more later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fantastic Four number six. I, I just keep getting these Alex Ross covers, dude. Yes, they're just so good. Alex Ross time. Oh, oh no, I mean I meant the actual Alex Ross oh, cover. Okay. <laughs> like, well, <so>. Alex <laughs> Ross timeless cover. <laughs> oh yeah, you got to get the Doom one. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, written by Ryan North, art by Evan Fiorelli, colored by Jesus Sephardov, and letter by Joe Carbone. Um. I love that this is a story about the fantastic four solving a problem in the only way they can, in a way only they can. Um, it does the, it does a lot of like really cool, like character work specifically partnering Johnny and Sue talking, you know, like spending time together. Yeah. Um, and I like that it's, um, it's just another example of what happened to them to start off with, you know? where there's something they have to do and they have to do it now or something is going to go wrong and they don't have time to ask for permission. So it's just really interesting, you know, how other people react to that with like, and we'll see at the end of the issue, obviously (laughs) not everybody's happy with the idea. Um, I also like the maker nod in this. (laughs) Yeah. Like I thought that was really great. Um, And I love that Johnny came up with the solution. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like wait a minute he calls him Jonathan he's like wait a minute Jonathan I was like yes excellent so I really like Ryan North has such a bead on these characters yes doing such a good job especially even Alicia yeah, I was gonna bring her up yep yeah like she's integral to the team she's not just there you know what I mean so I really really like it um, it's been a really fun ride and it's quintessentially fantastic for so what do you think? Uh,
1: first of all, I need to correct my my last of uh, my Alex Ross Thomas cover. This is the Fantastic Four Thomas cover, the nihilist one. Oh, it's a nihilist. Yes, this um, one's Doctor Doom. That's the Guardians of the Galaxy one. Some of these make no sense. Oh God. <laughs>
0: Well, he was in he was in the last group of the Guardians. Obviously. That's
1: true, um, <laughs> but it's like, but it's like also the reveal that the next issue is like the big 700th issue, and like we'll actually get Doctor Doom. Um, but anyway, but this issue was was really cool. I do love. I also love that that Johnny came up with like came up with the solution, and even Reed was like, oh shit, that, that fucking could work. Uh like, like you know, we're all heroes. We're all here for the people, but the most actual people person here to talk to the people is Alicia. So I love that. She was actually the, the spokesperson for like, for to calm everybody down and how long that, that just didn't last because we would just wanted to sign. Um, Otto Octavius just losing all sense of drip from 2022. God damn it. Like what happened, bro? Like <laughs> he's such a train wreck. I love him. He was so cool. 2022 was his year. And then I don't know, I don't know, buddy. he just lost it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, Grace, I, I also I appreciate how Ryan North just like has his like grip on on these characters, and it, it'll, it'll be, make for such a great run. Yeah,
0: definitely. All right, next up, Silver Surfer, Ghost Light number three. Mm. I got this variant. Nice. Um, this book's so good. Written by John Jennings, art by Valentin Delandro, colored by Matt Me, and letter by Joe Sabino. Um. Of course, this one about Server Surfer and um, his old buddy Al, who has like similar powers to him, uh, and about Al trying to help his family survive. The two young kids of the family, their eyes start glowing all crazy, and he seemingly fixes them. And Server Surfer Surfer's like pulls them aside, is like, "You didn't fix them. They're being changed by the power, cosmetic, or cosmic." And he's like, "Surfer, it's clear you don't have family because you know that sometimes you just tell people something." you know, to make them feel better for a while, you know, or something like that. So something's going to happen and included in all this is also a group of aim agents that show up because Al used to work for aim mm-hmm. to try to get him. And these aim agents are in red oh. and the costume is really cool. Actually. I really dig the like triangle home, triangle visions and stuff. Yeah. I dig that. So I'm just kind of caught in the crossfire of this and this whole other thing, like with a, it, you just have to read it. It's hard to like um, to explain The Stranger if you don't know who The Stranger oh, is. Yeah. It's a cosmic entity. Um, so they're caught between AIM and this cosmic entity, who is both a single person and also a multitude of people. It's a thing. So really cool book, though. I'm really, really enjoying it. And every week we have that book, we have Bloodline, Daughter of Blade, because yes. they always come out together for some reason. I love it. But, oh, I got this. I got this variant. Stephanie too. Hans, baby. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was it even? I didn't even look. Yeah, it was, I just saw it was beautiful and picked it up. Seventy hands, <laughs> written written by Danny Lore, art by Karen S. Darbo, colored by Chris Peter, letter by Joe Sabino. Um, Trading montage, <laughs> basically. <laughs> we 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 get the we get the blade background. He gets to tell her a bit more about him, uh, or she gets to find out more about how she came uh, came about. I like the idea that he gave it a shot to be a yeah. family man mm-hmm. instead of just bailing. I think that's a much better character move for him they could have just been like i'm not meant for this and just took off it's after like a
1: absolutely yeah yeah but
0: they didn't do that which i, I like the restraint there um blade basically teaches her how to survive i love the part where he confronts all the vampires yeah and it's like i love the bouncer joke that was really great <laughs> um and a huge reveal at the very end that blew me away a little bit I was kind of like, what? Like, let's just say there's a very important character from blades past that makes a return.
1: I love that. He was like a, a callback and it was like, Oh fuck, never mind. That's gonna be so sick. That's gonna be so cool. Um, Mm. I I fucking love bloodline. Yeah. And the, the fact that we actually did get this daughter, like we're going into like the, the father daughter relationship and, the shot of like when there's like again like we're we're seeing like he actually did try but her chewing on the shades like that was just the cutest fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great <laughs> as a chew toy but I, I yeah it's teething toy um it's it, it's great it's it literally been it's been one of my, my one of my new favorite uh marvel books so it's just like we before important to introduce a new character because like, it can be like a cute ya book but then it's like when blade shows up He's just gonna cut a vampire in half, like no, no <laughs> yeah. questions about it. <laughs> so it, it is. It's still a very cool book while introducing a new character that's just like a, a young adult, like a fucking a teenager.
0: I love the mom making him take his sunglasses off when yes. he introduces himself. <laughs> yes. um, it made me think of the the part and blade Trinity where Wesley Snipes at the height of his. Arrogance and power mm-hmm. pulled the best power move where he was laying on a thing, and they need all they needed him to do is open, open his, his eyes, eyes. <laughs> and he refused to. So they had to CGI it. CGI. That's baby. fucking brilliant, dude. Like, <laughs> like, imagine having that kind of like sway and yep. power, being like, "No, I'm not opening my I eyes. Wanna. <laughs> Go fuck yourself.
2: <laughs> Fix it. I, but,
0: post. <laughs> like, I love that. I'm tired. I'm gonna sleep through this scene. <laughs> like, fuck yeah, dude." All right, next up, Moon Knight twenty two. I had to get this variant. Oh, I didn't see. that. Ooh, that's a cool one. I, I
1: love right, how, it's, it's such a classic, like old school Moon Knight,
0: but it's uh, got the full crescent. Yes, which isn't always present, so right. it's like still got the modern touch to it too. And if you look, he's got the bloody hands. Yeah, so really, really cool. I really like this cover. I got Alex Ross Thomas cover. Uh Kingpin. Yeah, of course. That's such a cool one. Uh, this is a Tom Riley cover, in case anyone's wondering. Yes. Nice. Uh, written by Jed McKay, art by Alessandro Capuccio, colored by Rochelle Rosenberg, and letter by Corey Petit. This is a Tigra issue.
1: Yes, 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 it is. Yes, it is. And it,
0: and it was really, really good. But then it, it, it was a good twist, too. And I didn't see it coming until the page before the reveal. I'm like, wait, what if it's... And then I was like, God damn it. <laughs> like, So we get a Hawkeye appearance, which is fun. I am always here for a Hawkeye appearance. Um, and we do get progression in the overall story. I think it's, I think it was a very good issue. Um, I'm very curious to see what this means in the future. Let's just, okay, I'll, I'll we'll just yeah. lay it out. Tiger and Moon Knight's relationship advances to a romantic stage. Yes, it does in a, in a very funny way, but it's always weird being in a relationship with Moon Knight. Cause are you in a relationship with all of Moon Knight True, or just one of Moon Knight? So it's always kind of interesting to see where that goes. Um, but it was great to see Tiger get a full book. I love the secret invasion callback. Oh my um, God. That was, cool I, I I honestly thought they forgot. Okay. At the very beginning, I was like, it wasn't Hank Pym though. And then it was like, Oh, they revealed it. Cool. Like I really, really liked it. Great issue. What'd you think?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, the, the the Moon Knight bit was like. Now I'm curious on the kid being it. <laughs> that, that, that that's what you're referring to, like the implications for later, later down the line, like this this whole different type of species of a person. Um, I'm curious on on, on this kid. Um, before before I read the bubble on the the on the Midnight Man, I had first guessed that it it was Mark, just, on, only because of how good, because of how because of how i have alessandro's art ingrained in my brain seeing moon Knight, um the mask like the, the first page like the mask was like almost like a dead giveaway on like just me th- saying like oh that looks like moon. that that would be like i
0: did think it could be hunter's moon i did have that
1: though. okay yeah th- that would make sense too um but then like and then and then ugh, God, but it was, it was such cool because then i i did doubt myself like towards the end it was like oh who could this be the the this third cuz he did just explain that there was a one and a two um, but he took care of that, so there shouldn't. The, there was little to reason for for for, for a, another copycat to resurface. Um, but then the reveal it was just it still hit just as hard, and it's like obviously he like, and explaining it to it, it made sense. But I love dude. the the rip off Hawkeye bit. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do but, you want to be a? Do you want to be a Thunderbolt? <laughs> oh my god, that was so good. It's like he just needs anybody, He just needs friends that are people like,
2: new people, like, so funny
1: that needs to bond with. Um, but just, like, yeah, like, honestly, every Tigra panel, every Tigra scene where she was, like, crying, like just, like, letting letting her emotions out, it was just so heavy. You just feel for this character, because, like, we've been nothing but loving her. And, and, and saying that, it was just, like, and, and to where this issue ended, it's, like, it's almost like, like Mark has been, like, slowly falling in love with her. I, like, the, the shot where they, where they, where they, um going to like the 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 vampire club and tiger is like the way she's holding up against like we fucking love that page so it's like seeing her like finally explode on him being like i fucking trusted like the whole I the trust conversation is like 100 percent 1000 on her side and being like just a fuck you mark for just like putting her in this in this position her trying for you like this is like i Flipped on the on the fucking Avengers to even <laughs> uh, explains I'm on a on a, a part pension. That shit sucks. Like, ah. Uh. But then, like that, like them just like coming coming together at the end. Oh god, I I, I, I was a sucker. I'm a fucking
0: sucker. <laughs> it's great. This again, we say it every time, but Moon Knight's one of the best books. Moon it's just... so
1: fucking good. Again, Jed McKay working working with these. Two Avengers on the separate book, and then he's gonna be fucking tackling the Avengers. I'm so excited.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the elephant in the room: Guardians of the Galaxy number one. (laughs) Now we can actually present it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, too good. (laughs) So, uh, written by Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing, art by Kev Walker, colors by Matt Hollingsworth, letters by Corey Petit. I will start by saying, oh, I got the cover A in case anyone's wondering, because it's just iconic. Mm -hmm. Um. I will start by saying I loved, 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 loved the last Guardians of the Galaxy run. Yeah. It was so queer and it was amazing. And when this was announced, I was both excited, but also a little disappointed how little the cast is going to be. However, I do think it gave uh, Lansing and Kelly a chance to really double down on these characters. Yeah. And explore them specifically.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: The aesthetic... It's fucking perfect. Yes. I f- fucking love the aesthetic. It's absolutely great. Star Lord, because keep in mind, he's grizzled now. He lived thousands of years in another universe. You know what I mean? Right. Like he's not he's not Chris Pratt anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love the I love the little western touch of one of the lenses on his mask being cracked. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I like how silly the aliens looked. I thought that was a good touch actually. Um this shot of Gamora? Uh, that's all I need to say. Yeah. Like goddamn um the use of each character. Uh Nebula. I like I like her the way she was used in this. She was kind of a highlight for me in this issue. She was really good. Yeah. Mantis being the like you didn't play the Guardians of the Galaxy game. No. Mantis is more like this in the game, oh, cool. where she's a little neurotic
2: mm-hmm.
0: and a little crazy, <laughs> and so I really enjoyed her in this because. And you're like, why is she like this? Why are they all like this? You know what I mean? Like, why did they change? And literally, the kid says, "What happened to you guys?" <laughs> um, which I really liked. And about halfway through, I'm like, "Wait, where's Drax? We haven't seen Drax yet." And then Drax drops in <laughs> in the most badass way possible. Um really really great i love the interaction between him and mantis it's not the same dynamic as the movie but it's still like fun and yeah. i really enjoy that um and they're taking everything so seriously and i love the whole payoff of that question where the kid asks and the answer hasn't been given she's like you want to know what happened to guardians the galaxy he did and now we know what group fall is yeah at least we have an idea of what group fall is i'm sure there's going to be an answer coming um Groot Hall is a giant fiery ball of fire with Groot inside consuming worlds at a time. Yeah. And it's really, really good. I really enjoyed it. And it it's the most devastating use of Groot's catchphrase I've ever seen. Oh my god, yes. It's, it's worse than Groot's death scene in Infinity War. Like I was like <laughs> fucking hell. Are they are they still alive? No, Peter. They are Groot. They are Groot. Fuck, <laughs> like, and I love the idea that this is the Guardians at their lowest. Mm-hmm. This is them just trying to save as many people as they can from one of their own. And yeah. when we get to the story of this, oh, I'm going to be so fucking excited. I cannot wait to see what's going to happen here. And the big question: Where's Rocket? Yeah. Or
1: did was that the catalyst to for for fall?
0: It could go anywhere. <laughs> what a fucking book! I loved this book. It it lived up to the hype. It, it really say. did. It really did. So I loved it. Anything you want to add? Um, I, I just like the the tension
1: like during during because like you want to know like again okay, like the, they they keep referring to like the fall the fall like until we, we finally meet the group fall, but the tension before all of that was just so good. Just being like again like they're, they're trying to help out. They're trying to move these people along without really like having them worry in a, into a panic and then like the, god damn it the whole last the climactic like just take off and like how it's it didn't go perfectly we almost lost one of them if it wasn't for like the, a fucking bait and switch i still can't fucking like convey how like, i still can't register how that i went when that happened i'm glad it did um but yeah great great first issue uh, yeah it, just, it, it really did live up to the hype and oh god i'm just i'm just so worried for 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 everyone Groofalo is just a a force. It's like a, a scary-ass force.
0: One of the underappreciated parts of it, and I think this is the masterful storytelling of these two writers, mm. is the fact that everybody, the entire Guardians of the Galaxy trying to save these people, they're so businesslike about it. Mm-hmm. They have no intention of putting it up with anybody's shit. Right. And to me, that tells me this isn't the first time they've had to do this. This isn't the second time. No, yeah, they've had to evacuate dozens of vill- dozens of planets because of Groot. Yeah, this is a weathered team <laughs> that has been through some shit. You can feel and it, and they tell you that without telling you that. Oh, yeah, and that's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, <laughs> like, ah, oh, so good.
1: And then to just continue, and then, and then, and now I'm curious. i like, just like just specifically for the for the next issue because it's like it's it's such a plot device that we've that's been slowly surfacing mostly from Krikoa, but like next time a fistful of mysterium like what are they what are they gonna do with that shit like god i'm it's such a strong start
0: it's so good yeah all right next up from one bombshell of a book to another captain america cold war yes alpha in my notes, I'll put Captain Marvel. I need to fix that. <laughs> so, um, written by Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly. Imagine that. And Tochi and Ibuchi. Uh, art by Carlos Magno, colors by Guri Effects, and Letter by Joe Carmagna. Um, yeah, this is really good, and I can't wait. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm trying to find the words to talk about what I want to talk about. Um, Bucky is one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Um so it's very interesting to see what's going to happen to him what yeah. his ultimate plan is because he is treading pretty heavily on the dark side at uh, least in this is, yes yeah
1: well before this there was so much uh, giving him the benefit of the doubt but in this one it was so hard
0: yeah um but it might it might all have a higher purpose we'll see um peggy reveals her true colors which i didn't expect that quickly i know um Ian, it looks like the whole crossover is going to be about Ian, really.
1: Right. What was it about the Kevin America's son falling or some some shit? What was that one prediction?
0: Yeah. Also, the the inclusion of Misty Knight's great. I love her. Yeah.
1: Otherwise, it's like it was like the like, almost like a double date type of scenario. Double date. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah. What? Ooh, mm, there's a lot. There's a lot to say but also i need to know more
2: mm-hmm.
0: um again i love bucky and i hope it's not i hope it's satisfactory i trust these two to write a satisfactory story these three yeah, absolutely um so it's not like i'm worried about it but i just need to know more about why he's doing what he's doing yeah does he have a secret plan I mean, there for, has to. There has for to. the white wolf you know what i mean <coughs> and yeah really really interesting I think it'd be cool if the the circle ends up being some of our favorite characters.
1: If they like, take take over the table, mm-hmm.
0: what if they what if they take somebody out? while Wolf, Wolf takes their place on the table? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. What if the five points become the five leaders?
1: Oh no shit! <laughs> like you no.
0: know what I mean? We didn't like, like see
1: Redacted in this one too with that new name yeah, because
0: he's recovering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So loved it. What do you think? Anything you add? Um, first oh, thing. and I got this cover, by the way. I
1: I did love that cover.
0: Um, it's very Brubaker.
1: It it is, but of course, Zemo, Alex Ross, time to co- time of cover. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, though I, honestly, for our first issue, because of how like it, it, really was just like let's fucking like put the stakes out there. It aptly named Cold War to just to just not know where the fuck it, it could go. Heroes did one thing. Bad guys did fucking some things, and they're on the up and up here, but it's like, I love that, it. it's like, we don't, uh, the, the, the whole Cold War aspect of it all was really good. Ian, I, I thought he, I mean, I thought he would be, like, the, the turn heel um, over everything, like, and not and not Bucky so hard, but in this one, I just, I felt so bad for Ian, and I really hope this doesn't, like, make him turn to, to any sort of dark side, but this last page, like, oh man, like, everybody looks so on point, like, yep. it, it really took me back to, to, um, Reminders, um, Dimension Zero, especially like especially this character yep. was like one of them. One of, was one of those classic um, uh, figures. It's, it's like it's, right. all, all the characters like gave me like that that John Romano Junior style, but in this now like really paused version. Ah, I, I loved it. I, I fucking oh, such a good such a good um, start start sure. to an event, and yeah, the, the, and and the 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 double day power dynamic was just so cool because Sam and Misty Knight is just such a power couple such a great oh, yeah book.
0: they're great yeah and it's not the last time we'll talk about her in this episode either mm-hmm. um next up let's swing over to the streets in new york and talk about some spidey books let's start with marvel voices spider verse number one did you pick it up
1: i couldn't <laughs> so many
0: books okay yeah it's, it's it's a lot of books and it's a big thick one um give it a chance to read it if you get a chance because i think there's a lot in here you'll really like um I'm just going to read the creative teams involved, and then we'll get to the review. Uh, Sana Amanat, Vida Ayala, Alberto Albuquerque. Vida does the Miles story, by the way. Hmm. Rochelle Rosenberg, um, Steve Fox, Luciano Vecchio, Ruth Redman, Jeremy Holt. Oh, this this is the the Silk one. Is Jeremy Holt, Eric Coden, Eric Arsenega? I'll talk about that quite a bit. Um, the uh, Jay Holtham, uh, Ken Lashley, and Ceci de la Cruz. Jason Liu, Cody Ziglar, Genoi Lindsay, Hava Tartalia, Sherilyn Eaton, Julian Shaw, Andrew Dollhouse, Saint Bodhi, Chris Cross, Eric Arsenega, with Travis Lanham doing all the lettering across the board. Uh, so the first story is the Miles Morales story. It's a very cute story. It's something I think you would really like. Basically, it's Miles' mom's birthday. He has to get her a gift. He's on his way home. He has to stop a bunch of bad guys. It's kind of like a typical like anthology story where he gets the gift and it's a it's a doll she used to own when she was a little girl called Lupe. And uh, that's what she looks like. And she lost her a long time ago. He's on his way home. He sees it in a uh, thrift store. So he decides to buy it for her. But on the way home, it gets damaged and like half burned because of all the like he saves people from a fire and stuff. But the mom loves it anyways, even though she's horrifically burned. (laughs) But the mom loves it and they're happy. And then they sing happy birthday to the mom and they sing the Stevie wonder version.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Happy
0: birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Perfect. And I'm like, yeah. And that's 100% of Vita move. I adore you Vita. <laughs> Thank you. The second story is the web weaver one. And, uh, it's really good. Um, basically web Weaver on vacation being amazing. And, uh, their version of Craven shows up and, Webweaver Weaver and a bunch of drag queens beat the shit out of, beat the shit out of Craven. That's basically what you need to know. It's pretty great. Um, the Silk Story. Okay. The Silk Story is written by Jeremy Holt, and I got a, t- a teaser of this on Twitter because Jeremy actually tweeted about this. It's entirely told in first person. Oh, cool! So you like it's literally from silk's point of view and silk is losing time because she's not getting any sleep and so she's like at her therapist's appointment and then blinks and then she's at her parents house and she's like am i losing time what's happening this doesn't feel like a villain and at one point she up at her parents house at 12 30 in the morning for dinner and her mom's like just get inside like we're worried about you basically she's not taking care of herself she's not getting rest Uh-oh. and so she ends up Having to get some rest, and she goes to meditate inside the Brooklyn Bridge, hanging upside down, in a really cool meditative pose. Cool. So, I love Silk; such a great character. Uh, the next one is one close to your heart, which is called "Music for Uplifting Gormanizers," mm-hmm. uh, and this is the Spider Punk story. <sighs> yes, um, so it's Spider Punk and his band. They go to a local club called the Daily Bugle um and it's battle the bands and uh j john jameson is the one in charge he owns the club and the first band that plays is Manwolf. and he's like and their handsome lead singer happens to be my son get home before curfew johnny <laughs> like it's great the next band is the sinister six piece oh cool and the lead is beetle which i love that's cool like it's such a good shout Uh, But they play a song that hypnotizes people into giving them their money. Um, Riot Heart is like, nah, this doesn't work on me. Gives the others little gadgets that helps them block it. Um, They start fighting them in very traditional spider punk fashion. Um, Hobie breaks a guitar and says, mind control is not punk rock. (laughs) It's great. They have a big fight. Uh, The band jumps in and helps and it's fun. The only thing I do not like about it is uh, Matea Murdoch wasn't there. Oh damn it! It was it was still the Captain America drums. So yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Then probably my favorite story. I really liked this one, and I want to see more of this. Um, it's called "Working It Out." This is the one by Jason Liu, and it introduces us to a new Spider-Man, Peter Park, who <laughs> is Korean, but it's told in the story in the style of a sitcom, where it's um, it's Tony Stark and Harry Osborn and they're just like well here's the description of the show sons of rich industrialists anthony stark and harry osborne are both trying to make a name for themselves together with their childhood friends they are going through every life experience together in manhattan love marriage heartbreaks fights new jobs job losses and all sorts of drama and so it's called working it out and it's got tony stark harry osborne uh pepper stark potts mary jane watson peter park and with Auntie May, who runs the local diner, huh. and is also Peter's adopted mother, I believe, in this okay. case. And this is a new version of Spider-Man called um, Spider-Friend, I want to say? Yeah. Uh, he's got a different kind of costume, but it's like done as a sitcom. I imagined a laugh life tra- life track the entire time I was reading it. So in this world, Tony and Pepper are married. Uh, Harry and Mary Jane are engaged. And Peter's just like, the Barney of the group, if you will, if you like (laughs) how I met your mother, but he's always coming in with bruises and everybody's like, you know, uh, there's like this funny moment where like auntie Mae's like, Harry's made another idiotic mess and they walk out and Harry's just covered in something. It's like a sitcom moment. Like they're like, ah, ha ha. Like, um, there's a commercial break built into this, the comics. (laughs) Um, they're about to throw, uh, Tony a surprise party. Uh, they're able to do so. Peter kind of has to like, accept his role in the group. I love this style of, of, of storytelling. I think this is a really cool idea. I like the idea of him of like the Tony and Peter like friendship, like making them peers mm-hmm. instead of making Tony his, you know, his elder. I think that's really cool. I, I thought it was a really well done story. So um, there's also a miles slash misty night story. Ooh. Uh, yes. Yes. Three misty night appearances cool. in one week. Um, where basically um, the uh, he's training with Misty, and Misty is just like, "Listen, we can't do this. this. Is this isn't working?" And because Billy, his baby sister, didn't have a babysitter, so she's literally sitting there watching them train and fight. <laughs> so they have to do that. And uh, there's a really cool message where Misty takes him out for Nigerian food, and the lesson is basically like, "Don't forget why you're fighting. You know, these are the people you're fighting for. These people." running businesses and stuff like that it was really cool there's another story about a new spider-man uh character called um recluse which is really cool zion riley that i'm not familiar with maybe it's exists already but it's really cool um where electro is their big bad that was a really good story i liked that a lot and then the final story of course you can't have one of these without a ghost spider story it's only three pages but i loved it so big thick one really good Just out of the Spider Verse crossover, I'm glad to have this to kind of wrap up some of these characters. And yeah, I want I want more Peter Park. Thank you, please. Next up, Josue, Carnage Twelve. You're muted. Thank you, Carnage Twelve.
1: Uh right written by Alex Pacnadel, art by Francesco Mana, colors by Eric Arcenega, and lettered by Joe Sabino. And of course, Hella Alex Ross Thomas cover. Cause she she actually is involved in this book. Cause she was there. They, they went to hell a few years back, and she just looks amazing. Um, so in this one, so recap with Carnage. Carnage, we know he's been collecting powers. He took Hydra Man's powers. He took Spots' powers. He went to hell to retrieve the Codex from Malachith, uh, so he can make the the Necrosword, sword. But in this case, now a super dope red spear. He's a whole arsenal of of a symbiote. Cletus, on the other hand, is his own entity. He's been like, he was separated from the symbiote, but now he's like he's not exactly human. He got reborn through this other, like I don't want to say pseudo symbiote, but it's like it's is his he's his own entity. And what he's been doing, um, he's also just been gathering shit for himself. Like he 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 got uh, Grendel, he got the 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 symbiote dragon as part of him. Then and, and then he fought off. He he absorbed the the Iron Man Extremist. Remember when Tony Stark did the whole Extremist symbiote suit? Cletus took that for himself. So he's his own powerhouse at this point as well. Um, and and of course, and so now, um, and we left off with uh, Neely being his like now his apprentice uh, since like he went to go he ditched Carnage now for Cletus, who was his hero. But in this case, it's it's re- last issue on this issue has been. Don't meet your fucking heroes, even if you're a serial killer. (laughs) Um, Calitus has just been working him, toying with him. He thought in the last issue he was going, he was taking him like place to place. It was like like he was gonna wreak wreak havoc, and then Neely was was freaking out. But then it wasn't real. Um, In this case, like they end up at this diner in very much in New York City, and Neely is like kind of halfway believing it. It's like he he, he's just like following the ride. He has no power in this. Um but of course uh Cletus just does his thing as soon as he's interrupted he starts uh, opening up a, a whole he's just mass- starts massacring the, the the whole diner um taken to the other side of the world as they're catching up, we get a backstory on Jonathan shade who right now has been working working reluctantly being the the next host for carnage and, and we get kind of, we get kind of his backstory we did know that he was like, at least at least a, a straight cop. Like that's why he was gunning after Cletus this whole time, or after Neely, who was like this, like uh, Cletus sycophant. But um, in his backstory, um, his partner, like kind of tying it, uh, tying it back to uh, pre uh, devil's reign or during devil's reign, during uh, Fisk's a uh, mayoral run. Uh, Jonathan's partner, as they were closing in on a case uh, to take Fisk down, um fist did, did his thing and basically got rid of a witness that would have like or uh, multiple witnesses that would have put him away and his partner didn't like that they basically go up to up to his office and the partner just like draws a gun on fist like just basically like we know you did it like you're you're, you're gonna be put down because you're a bad guy and Shane is being like we need to be working the system like this obviously this is like the wrong way to do it um even, but Fist, Fist is like never, never flinches. Basically, like he knows he's not going to die off, of like from, from fucking cops. Um, so that so we get that part at least from from Jonathan Shade. Like he's at least he he has a good side to him, but we'll see how long that lasts. Uh, so back at the massacre, like fucking Cletus is just like killing everything in everything in the room. <laughs> Word gets out. Um, like someone calls nine one one. Like someone calls a dispatch. Like the cops are coming and enter our boy we knew he was gonna be a big part of it and of course who shows up but our boy miles
2: yeah he's
1: entering the fold I'm just, I'm just so worried about him because he's just, like the, honestly the whole time like, he doesn't say a word like he, he's just he's just monologuing he's just saying like oh fuck i'm in huge trouble I'm, I'm gonna be in huge trouble i'm supposed to be meeting up with mom and dad over this thing but of course sirens so have to like the duty calls basically And as soon as he gets to the scene of the crime, as he's as he's piecing it together, like getting to the scene of the crime, he's just like, "Fuck! Oh no, not him! Please, anything but him!" Like one of the corpses, basically, one of the corpses basically has like carved out Carnage rules on their back. It's just it's so bad. Um, But yeah, so so so, so, so this is Miles entering the fold, um, and then yeah, it ends up with yeah to be continued with uh, Carnage Reigns Alpha and oh god and then this is like one of the times that we see this like that we'll be we'll be talking in a second so i'm I'm so worried about miles i guess like if anything miles miles and carnage don't mix well i'm just he's just he's generally scared i mean anybody would be scared of fucking carnage but he had a bad he had a bad back in the uh, uh, absolute carnage i mean king and Reign before that yeah
0: yeah yeah it's gonna be very curious to see how they mix mm-hmm. you know what i mean like so we'll see <laughs> so all right, uh, our final uh, book is our final Spider book is Miles Morales, yes, uh, Spider Man number five. I got, I got this variant as well. That's a cool, so. one.
1: Electro yeah. Alex Ross cover. Of Temples. course, yeah. Now actually, you got, I actually got six.
0: You got the the terrible twelve actually now at this point. So I think so, but like I said, I am missing just Greenland
1: <laughs> uh, Green Goblin. I need to hunt hunt yeah. it down.
0: Uh, so written by Cody Ziglar, art by Federico Vincentini colors by Brian Valenza and letter by Corey Petit. Uh, this was really good. Yeah. And it did uh, wrap up for now the Ravel storyline mm-hmm. uh, also featured Misty Knight in her third <laughs> appearance this week for us. Um, really cool. Um, I really enjoyed it. I love the art for this book. It's yes. very dynamic. There's a lot of really great lines and stuff. Um there's the dope moment where miles uses his powers to make a sword. Yes. (laughs) So that was sick as hell. I really appreciated that. Um, for a moment, I thought Genki was going to get powers. I don't know why. That was just my instinct. I was like, yes, give Genki powers, please. (laughs) Um, but it was really cool. And miles saves his family, but I mean, their house is destroyed. It's, there's a big impact here. Um, They do have a new place to stay thanks to Misty, which is really cool. Misty does the sentimental thing as she's been like a tough, tough teacher. But then she's just like, yeah, you're good, kid, you know, basically. (laughs) So I really liked it. I thought it was a good wrap up to that. And uh, I feel like it could have gone longer, but I think they needed a wrap up for the Carnage for the symbiote crossover, basically. Right. Um, So I really enjoyed it, though. Uh, I'm curious to see what's going to happen in this book during that crossover. I think that's going to be interesting. So what do you think?
1: Honestly, a very strong first arc. Like Cody Qu- Qu- Ziggler killed it for this first arc for for Miles, and this climactic I guess like uh, conclusion for for the first arc was was super dope like <laughs> a lightning a lightning sword off of a spider character so dope <laughs> so fucking cool. Um, while while it still makes sense just because of, of his I, I love how his zapping powers how his not not been a blast but his, how his zapping powers have evolved since then he's been able to just like not not just like a touch shock but then even like. <clears throat> Use his face as a conduit to just like even like impact it even more. That was super fucking cool in in the solid in run, and now to just like expand it into a fucking dope sword. Oh, I can't I can't wait for Peter to be so jealous of this. I can't wait for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, really, really cool.
1: Yeah, no, I, I loved it, and so so I'm, I'm curious. Like, even then, like, because Cody has been, like, and I'm, I'm curious how how Scorpion is gonna is gonna come into the fold. uh Because one of the things I've, I've been like I've been really happy that it hasn't happened. Since or we, we saw like I saw it in the in the Donny Cates run because like he wanted his revenge back, but I'm so happy that that Marvel hasn't given Matt Gargan the Symbiote back suit. It's just been so good out of his hands, but I yeah, but I do love that as a character. He's like he's pining for it. He he might want it back, and it's just like this is a Scorpion. Just such a, Matt Gargan is such an interesting character, especially when he's mixing into like the Symbiote fold. So we'll see what yeah. happens in in Carnage Alpha or Reigns.
0: Yeah, I think I think if you want a villainous venom, he's a good person to give it to. Mm-hmm. But if you're wanting a venom with a little depth, yeah, it's not really the direction. Exactly, to go. <laughs> Thunderbolts was great. He was hilarious. He just kept eating people for sure. Yeah, like that's pretty much it. Like yeah. So, um, all right, now let's finish our our trip around the world with a little trip to Gercoa for as long as it lasts. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so <stop>. I know. <laughs> X-Men 20, or X-23, Deadly Regenesis 2. Mm-hmm. Now, you weren't reading this, right? No. Okay. Written by Erica Schultz, art by Edgar Salazar, colored by Carlos Lopez, and letter by Corey Petit. Um, a lot of this is about Haymaker, her new bad guy that's fighting her. Nice. And um, he has a spray that basically shuts off her healing factor. So they have a fight, and he actually takes her out because she can't heal. And it, it's just kind of long drawn out. You find out that... When she was under the influence of the facility, she was hired by the Kingpin and killed his brother. Um, so she did kill his brother, but she was also mind controlled. She doesn't even remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the bad guy knocks the fuck out of her and takes her captive. And basically she's back in the facility. Kimura has control of her again. That's where it leaves off. All this will make sense if you read her origin story, I promise. <laughs> so uh, Next one. I debated which one to end with. Oh. Because they're both very significant. Yeah. But let's go ahead and go to X-Men 21. Okay. Uh, because a lot happened in this issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about it real quick. Uh, written by Gary Dugan, art by Stefano Caselli, color by Federico Bly, and letter by Clayton Cowles. <coughs> we get to see the other side of the brew fight right now. <laughs> um, there's a really great moment with, with uh, Everett, and oh. adult Laura, yeah, about the things they've gone through and how all these people they saved they didn't know were actually infected by the brood, and now they have to not kill them but not save them. <laughs> like God the, God, the conversations in this book. Yeah, it was just Everett. It's just no one, no one has benefited from the Krakoan era like Everett,
1: right? Honestly, for real, <laughs> very true. He
0: was, he was a dead d-list character Mm -hmm. who i loved but he was the d-list character people yeah and now he's s tier -tier S-tier x-men He's one of the premier x-men he's pulled off so many great feeds yep he's the best um we get to find out that you know of course the x-men have nowhere now yeah um and that's going to come and use useful later in the issue um and the big thing is The nightmare storyline with Gene Gray is wrapped up very quickly because he didn't need to really be there. Uh, He just needed to basically set things in motion. Let them lose. And then then tell Gene what is one will be made into two. And we get to see what that means. Now here's the thing. I think I reacted differently to this than most people and I'll explain in a moment. Basically Gene and Scott disagree about what to do with the brute. Scott's like wipe them the fuck out and Gene's like (laughs) Not the ones that Brew can still control. There's still life, you know, and he's like, they are a pestilence. They need to die, basically. (laughs) Um, Gene sides with Brew Mm -hmm. to protect their people. And they have a serious disagreement. And it seems to be something that would drive a wedge between them. Now, this is a very serious, dramatic thing for a lot of people. But it's not a serious, dramatic thing for me. And do you know why? Why? Because Scott should be with fucking Emma. (laughs) <laughs> so if this is the end of this, good. Jean can go be with Wolvie, like we all want her to be, yes. and Scott and Emma can be the best couple in the X Men yet again. Also, side note: it's creepy havoc being with Maddie and Scott being with Jean at the same time. Hello. That's creepy. No, yeah, it is. Clones shouldn't date brothers. That's fucking <laughs> weird. I don't like that. <laughs> so I never liked Jean and Scott together. They've been really good in the Krakoa era. Don't get me wrong; yeah. it's been great, but. I prefer Scott and Emma. I always have. Yeah. So, so yeah. Hopefully, oh no, their relationship is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> like, like,
1: this relationship. Oh no. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh no, Scott. No. Um, although Scott was pretty harsh. Uh, I think Cerebro, the Cerebro podcast, put up a thing of a poll of who was right, Gene or Scott, before I'd read it. Oh, damn. And if I'd vote now, I would probably say Gene. <laughs> like, <laughs> but i i mean oh, the brood are pretty fucked up okay, like the, the also I, I, I like that scott called her out for cordyceps jones oh yeah no that, i mean there was some,
1: some serious call, call outs there but damn the, the one that really took the fucking cake for me was uh scott do you really want this how human of you like oh that was such a good oh, fucking bitch. line
0: oh bitch that was such a great fucking line <laughs> i wanted him to be like listen I died publicly. I had to hide my appearance for so long True. to protect this shit. <laughs> and you want to, you want over some bugs that have tried to kill us hundreds of times, like, and you're all depending on an adolescent child to control them. Like, uh, Scott's got a little bit ones. of voice. It already fucked up. Yeah, it's just nightmare doing it again. It's all. Probably it right, was like, stop
2: him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Also,
0: the info page we seen, like, the
1: work happens is really, really good. Like, like it's like girls versus boys, Ooh. but it was just like I love the like again. they were also popping shots, uh, uh, popping shots at them, being like calling what bishops, uh, how sin- or what a sinister idea, or who, uh, like who wrote that beast, beast or dark, dark beast, beast. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like the stalemate. Uh, the the vote was two to two. Like shit. Yeah, no. Uh, honestly, a very heavy issue. Just like based on just like the conversations,
0: was really really cool. It was really good. I'm wondering how much of this schism is going to lead into. Excuse the him. fall of X.
1: I know, yeah.
0: And there's oh God, there's so many books coming. If out you can that. separate Gene and Scott, you can separate anyone.
1: That's true, <laughs> very so true. We'll
0: <laughs> I have a theory about fall of X. I'm just going to throw out there right now. I think the fall of X is literal, and I think it's about Xavier. Ooh, okay. I think we're going to lose Xavier.
1: That's not bad. I mean, yeah. I mean,
0: and the mutant, the mutants are going to inherit Krakoa. The founders of the founders of Krakoa, Moira's gone, Magneto's gone, Xavier.
1: Apocalypse could be coming back. The, 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 the Heralds of Apocalypse, he but we don't he know. It is in X-Men Red. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but we don't know that that story yet. But yeah, honestly, it's been... But, but Kirkho was their idea, the three of them. True. The others were there, you know, like Sinister obviously contributed, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, The three founders, the three who came up with it, mm-hmm. they're all going to be gone. Yeah. I, if Xavier is permanently killed and erased, <sighs> that'd be really cool. And that would be the fall of X.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also been like over a decade since his last death so it could be just like time to turn the back, back the clock
0: <laughs> plus everything they're doing with Legion right now yeah oh yeah tells me that Legion's gonna step up
1: I hope so I maybe into hope his dad's so. role oh god I hope I'm here so. for that so <laughs> please yeah.
0: all right final book storm in the brotherhood of mutants I got <sighs> I got this variant I thought it was really cool nice obviously I love me some Emma mm-hmm. so <sighs> Oh, boy. Written by Al Ewing, art by Alessandro Viti, colored by Ryan Burrito, and letter by Ariana Mayer. <laughs> I don't like when Emma goes full villain. I'll just throw that <laughs> out there. Because I like her. I think she's more, like, she's, she's more sinister. How about that? She's more nuanced than that. But yeah, I have to remind myself, it's sinister. Yeah. Um, she's very dominatrixy too. Oof. I like the ruby bath in the shape of the diamond. Oh my God. It's like the least practical bath I've ever seen. <laughs> but she's like, no, I will bathe in my own reflection. Like <laughs> that's a very Emma thing to do. Um, let's talk about the chimera. One of my favorite, favorite info pages ever. So we got four chimera introduced. Actually three. We'll talk about or, or five. We'll talk about the other one in a moment. Mm-hmm. Because it's only briefly mentioned, but it's the scariest, in my opinion. Okay, we got High Summers, which is Cyclops, (laughs) Havoc, Vulcan, and Living Monolith. That's fucked up. Horrifying. Perpetual Energy Loop is what it says. Dude. (laughs) Loud Hailer, uh, which is Lotus Lagos, Siren, Frenzy, and Random. Terrifying. (laughs) God. Hot Claw. No. And yeah, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, this is how i describe it. Feral, Thorn, who are sisters, by the way. Uh, and I want to say Mexican, actually. I love them. Uh, X-Force, early X-Force. Okay. Um, Mercury and Wisdom, Pete Wisdom, uh, as Hot Claw. Um, yeah, I would say hot. Pete Wisdom is very hot. Mercury <laughs> is also very attractive, in my opinion. And then Feral and Thorn. Yeah, sure. Um, and then Sage Advisor, Sage... Uh, Betsy, Captain Britain, Artie, and multiple man. Very scary. But the one not in this info page and is very, very briefly mentioned is the uh, Orphan Madrox, which is Orphan Maker and Madrox combined. Oh, shit. Mm-mm. You know how fucking horrifying that is? just be, Remember how powerful Orphan Maker is that they couldn't keep his fucking suit sealed. So it's just imagine bo- you could just duplicate him and throw him at something. Bombs. <laughs> like, we don't even know if he's a. It's more than a bomb. We don't even know what the fuck he he is inside. So, yeah, yeah. and and you because- can just make a duplicate, throw it on a planet, watch it blow up, and go to the next one. Oh my god! You don't have to make another one because you can just keep making duplicates. You <laughs> don't have to clone them. You just keep slapping one and make another one. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, that's terrifying. So, anyways, the story. It's very good. I mean, what can I say? It's the last stand of the brotherhood. Uh, we get to see Storm come back to life as was teased, but not really Storm, it's mm-hmm. their memories of Storm. Um she's badass. Yeah. Like really really cool, but doesn't have the experience of Storm and that comes into play at the end. Yeah. Um John Ironfire making the last stand. I love that like he's a All- leader. Yeah, that was cool. Uh Cora being a badass. Yes. Um, their their ersatz new five i thought was really cool mm-hmm. um and yeah in the end sinister being like cool we can solve all this i just need to get in the vault and they're like no so to <sighs> me is Wagnerine going to be the one that gets in the vault oh she's gonna be one that, that's actually maybe change shit around she can teleport in <laughs> that's true so and and nightcrawlers is the last book yeah, before the Omega right. or whatever mm-hmm. so or Dominion, I think is what it's called, but yeah, yeah. So I really, really like this. It's I, there's a lot of comparisons, to Age of Apocalypse. I don't, I don't get it as much. Not anymore. I think, I think I was the right age for, or I was the right age for the Age of Apocalypse when it came out. Mm-hmm. And also, they did take it more seriously in that this is the new Marvel universe, right? Like, like we talked about, they canceled other books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Beast is fucking around in X Force. I'm like, well, I know we're coming back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm also more jaded to the comic book industry too. So, <laughs> um, but it is interesting. Um, and we're coming up to the end. I'm just curious to see w- how we're going to wrap it up, and how we're going to go back, and who might make the trip back. Oh God, so, just be a four, please. <laughs> I know. Uh, what did you think? Um, God damn, it. well, I guess I have to like eat
1: my own words from like last time because. Yeah, Sinister's not, no, there's no redeeming him, Sinister, ever. I, I, I take, I fully take that back. He's <laughs> really, he's a big piece of shit. Oh, she was respecting it's just It's just so full of shit. So, but I, I hope she sees through it. Um, yeah, no, was, oh,
0: she's pissed now. So, I, yeah. Think
1: so. <laughs> um, e- Emma being in that fucking robot, the, this Dom Kaiju was just so fucking great. She, she was, she was such a great, great highlight. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 just awesome. I'm, try, I'm trying, trying, I'm trying to remember like uh, specific parts because I don't have like the book in front of me. Uh, but yeah, since the sinister is just it's just been such a great ride, jumping from like these uh like it's like powers of ten basically That's like how we how we started. Um, but good, good shit. It's just like how it's gonna come back together. I don't know, but it's just leading into Fallout X. It's just gonna be one of the most interesting things right now. So, it's like mm. Krakoa has just been such a great fucking run for the last three four years it's just been such a great fucking time
0: yeah and i hope it doesn't end no
2: please don't
0: <laughs> all right those are the comics we have i also have to mention something i was just made aware of by ads mm. that i needed to talk to you about which is getting a new daredevil and echo team-up book
1: that's what i talked about yes
0: yeah and taboo and uh B earl coming back together that's what i, I mentioned about, about taboo coming into like the actual continuity oh like last week yeah, yeah, yeah a couple of weeks ago yeah, yeah not this yeah yeah this is the first time I've seen, like, the art. Okay, and stuff. yeah. Uh, so, with Phil Noto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, Demogoblin coming back. It is kind of funny seeing Echo be like, I'm the Phoenix, and now she's like, I'm going to be in Hell's Kitchen again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm curious to see how we're going to get there. So. All right. So, those are the issues this week. As this is a very long episode, this way, very quickly. Tell me what else you've been reading.
1: Okay. Um, I read Oblivion Rogue, this, like, comic, manga-style um, a uh, book that, that just came out last year it's really cool if like my hero if, like to just just it's very heavy though it's like it's not as like leveled down as those books like there's like some pretty brutal deaths um but the first volume really just like rushes into like this super dope tournament tournament arc but instead of helping each other it's like this battle royale survival survival of the fittest but the winners end up being like the heroes or he- get to help out humanity in the end so it's just it's kind of twisted um, but the two highlight books is uh after that I read this great YA book called uh, Science Tea Party. It's really fucking good it's it's one of those books where I'm like I'm so mad that I don't understand how these books are written for kids for for young adults and they're just reading this shit with dry eyes. I was crying like a fucking baby because of it just <laughs> it's just such a great book. It's like it's about this girl who like she believes she's she's a witch, but she's kind of a, a like a recluse. She's kind of like, just like doesn't really have any friends. So she holds this science tea party. And it's not really that she got she learned magic, she was bestowed upon all this. She just does this ritual. And what happens is that she gets to her imaginary friend from before gets to come back, and only that imaginary friend was a real ghost back back in the back then and she kind of lost that sight and now she came back to her and they and they reignite this friendship and they and it just gets so much heavier it gets so much deeper into it it's really really fucking adorable such a good book um after that my favorite book of the week one of my favorite books of the year is gonna be one of my favorite books of the year called mimosa mimosa by archie uh bon Giovanni great great oh my god great fucking book um they're the they they have this non-fiction uh book kind of series because they, they but but the first one the main one is um they did a quick and easy guide to they them pronouns very important non-fiction graphic no- um uh, yeah uh yeah, graphic novel little comic where it's like it's a very good it's a sli- very much slice of life but where you think because like archie does like these like if, if you follow them they do tend to do like almost like like a queer sex party romp t- type of type of stuff and though it does play into it it's just such a these perfectly flawed people these perfectly flawed friends that you would know you you get these you get invoked these like positive and negative feelings towards what you would feel towards real friends where like they're coming up or they just like fuck up around you and you just want to call them out and just like talk to them um it's very much in the likes of like uh, other like queer books like uh, like um Dykes to watch out for, or oh, oh, oh Joy sex toy. So it's like if you really need like this like sweet uh, slice of life book, please look up a Mimosa. Uh, I'm I'm for sure jotting it down for a Remy, and I'm willing to bet money it'll be on the fucking Eisners for for this coming year. It is it's just really really good.
0: Nice. I have read nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm almost done with Terry Pratchett's Pyramids. Ooh, uh, nice. That's where I'm at right now. It's mm-hmm. been very good. Um, other than that i mostly just D books nothing to really get into mm-hmm. um, so it's been a busy week that's what i'll yeah. say and i had a lot to read for the show <laughs> so um so yeah that would be it then um those are the issues that we had this week make sure to check us out on twitter you can find me at whi podcast keith you can find our producer Liz at whi podcast liz you can find josue at josue reads josue you can also find the show at whi podcast on twitter make sure to follow us on there because you will get a tweet every saturday morning when a new episode comes out it'll have a link it'll have timestamps for all the various publishers as well as a complete list of every issue that we reviewed that week so it's the easiest way to find us and know what we're about you can also follow our other show jukebox vertigo at jukebox vertigo this is our music playlist building show where every other week we release an episode with our co-host Amanda, as well as some friends and guests usually um where we built a playlist based on a randomized category. The next episode that's going to come out will be out Monday, and it's album openers. And it was a lot of fun. Hmm. Um, it's a very broad category. and We always have a lot of fun when that happens. And I think it's going to be a very diverse listen. <laughs> um, if you want to listen to it, I would recommend sticking around on Monday until the evening, going on Twitch and going to Hostway Plays Hostway well, So we'll be, list- we'll be hosting a listen party where he listens to the entire list of songs that we added to the playlist, gives his opinions, plays some Mario Kart. It's always a lot of fun. We have a blast. Certainly, Certain POV people show up sometimes, especially Case. So we okay. always welcome having him. And uh, yeah, it's a blast. So once again, at Jukebox Vertigo on Twitter and at Hostway, plays Hostway on Twitch. Um, those are everything that I need to go over. The one thing I want to bring up last before we go. I know no one's going to hear this because we're three and a half hours into a show. Um, please check out online the the GoFundMe for Peter David. Uh, he's in very rough shape medically, mm-hmm. and he needs a lot of help. Um, I'm usually the Marvel defender in my life, but uh, this, this uh, tweet really made a good point. Uh, Ryan Airy pointed out that Peter David created Spider-Man 2099, and oh. that character is about to make billions of dollars at the box office. Yeah. And Peter David's having to beg for money to pay for his medical bills. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. So if you want to see across the Spider-Verse, great. Donate a little money to Peter David while you're doing it, yeah. too. So. That being said, don't forget to backboard and box your new treasures and we'll see you next week with a new batch of beautiful books. So stay safe and read more comics.
2: <laughs>